The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to another episode of Eat Sleep Lists. I'm one of your hosts, Dan Torres. Uh, with me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Matt Johnson, the Podfather, and my good friend. Hello, sir. Hi. It's so good to be back with you. It is you. good to be back, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm really excited for this one. We've got a really, really fun one this week. You put a good one together. Yeah, this was um, one that you and I didn't originally talk about when we were putting the season together and kind of throwing together ideas. But I was thinking about people I also wanted to have on the show in some of their niches. And this guest that we have today, this is one of his specialties, and I think it's who I've learned all my cool car knowledge from. We have, we have a, uh, a goat of a guest. A, oh, absolutely. <laughs> so um, oh, he... he <laughs> <laughs> sucking up, man. I'm sucking up. <laughs> so he has... Um, indirectly been on an episode before um if you remember two episodes ago we did our top 10 uh you know fictional places fictional places that we would want to visit at some point and um this man was in the room for the list um but i decided to have him back for his own episode this is one of my favorite people in the entire world um i want to delve into some of his special qualities but i also want to let him tell some of them um this is one of my favorite people in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, my dad, Mr. Carlos Torres. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me back. Well, we're so happy to have you. Uh, I'm so happy you were willing to do this list. So, Oh, yeah, this was fun. When I was here the last time, well, I did a lot more eating and drinking than I did <laughs> yeah. anything I else. I mean, yeah, Franco's, man. My mouth. It was, oh, it, it was, was sensational. In fact... We kind of followed that tradition again. Yeah, we, ch- we just you? had it. We had some wings. Oh, good. Some Franco <laughs> wings oh, and pizza at home. They are the total package. Had, uh, had Dan meet me at the house, and uh, we munched up before we got here. Good. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, this will be fun because um, getting a taste of what you guys were doing the last time, that was... Uh, that was really very interesting, and I started thinking about different lists of things. So, mm-hmm. so when you gave me this topic... I became very interested. Oh, yeah, I knew you would immediately. <laughs> um, it, it, going back to that episode, actually, so Cheese Man has been, you know, a part of my show for as long as I've been doing it, for over a year now. Absolutely. And we've had some, we had some really fun episodes. We did the um, the Hot Ones episode um, when we reviewed Spider-Man No Way Home. Steve calls that one of his favorite episodes. Yeah. He told me this past week, our episode of Eat Sleep List might be his favorite one he'd, really? uh, he's ever done. He said well, yeah, it was, he got a, was such a fun episode. He had so. a buffet of goodness. He, yeah, absolutely. You know, we survived. The, we all were all sweaty. We came out sweaty betties, <laughs> and we were fed, and we had a good time. That it was, was great. That was, a, that was probably one of the most unique recording experiences I've ever had. Yeah. being every, Having everyone in here, just it, it was it was cool. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. a good time. It was yeah, a nice little powwow. Fun. And and this topic too, I feel like with um you know doing different lists every week, 
it gives such an open conversation a lot of the time. And it's such a ch- nice change of pace from normal things because you really get to see inside someone's brain, too. Right. And how they rank certain things. Well, you know, I sat in on your um, that episode that I sat in on. You know, I'm not much of a gamer, and there was a lot of that, you know, on, on your list. Yeah, yeah. But this topic is something I can certainly relate to. Yeah. You know. I'm excited for this one. Um, obviously, if you clicked on the episode, it is Top Ten Car Chases. Mm-hmm. But it's a generational thing right now. It's a generational conversation. Right. Obviously, um, not to put a date on you, no, uh, no, but you are you are Dan's father. Right. So you grew up right. in a, a different era of cinema, different oh, sure. era of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And we all obviously have... Di- Different tastes. You guys probably obviously have some similar ones, but yeah. the generational thing is there. So I like that we're mixing it up, and we're not, uh, we're definitely not going to have all the same ones today. That's what makes me I, excited. I don't think so at all. No, I um, think it'll be interesting. Yeah. So before we delve into this, we are doing the top ten car chases in movies today, which I am so excited about. Um, but. Dad, like I uh, had mentioned before, for our new guests on the show, we always have them list five interesting things about themselves. So it can be mm. really anything, things that you're proud mm. of in life. So um, top five interesting things from Carlos top Torres. And you don't, you don't, just because he's sitting here, you don't have to say, <laughs> you know, Dan doesn't have to be on your list. Just I so don't you know, have No to. pressure. I should be. I should be, but there's no pressure. <laughs> well, let's see. Top five interesting things. Well... Uh, about me, well, you know, I've, I'm lucky enough to be uh, married to a wonderful woman, Dan's mom, Claudia, who is just the love of my life. Uh, my sons um, probably fit in there as uh, as part of what uh, <laughs> part of what makes my life such a such a wonderful. You know, just the luckiest man ever to no, have you the family good. that I have. You um, did good with all of them. You did good with I, all oh, of them. Thank you. I, I, I like to think we did. A lot of that influence comes from the wife. But um, <laughs> you helped. Yeah, yeah, you helped. Yeah, I guess uh, I, I'm I'm a Mets fan, and I think I helped influence Dan. Let's go, baby. With the. Uh, being a New York Mets fan, yeah, L- he's been all about the LFGM. Mets. LFG, <laughs> LFGM, baby. He's been all about the Mets on Facebook lately. Yeah, so he, it's he nice. certainly has. I get texts every every ten <laughs> minutes about each each play, <laughs> and uh, fortunately, they're doing very very well. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what's that two three. Yeah, um, yeah we're I'm in an that illustrator. Range. I'm uh, there. It uh, is. You guys probably know that about me. Um, I'm currently working on a children's book, which should be finished very soon and due to release in the fall. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, October is what they're aiming for. Very good. And uh, let's see. Um, what else? What else? Uh, well, geez, see, I, I'm bored. I, there's, there's four, right? You there's cool? there's four. Cool? I'll, I'll cool? toss in one. So one? This, is, this is one that um, we kind of share in a mutual weekend. So we used to own, what was it, a 94? On on cars. We owned a 94 Pontiac Grand Am, right? And my father used to work for um, a hotel downtown for a period of time. Like he said, he's a huge baseball fan. So whenever minor league teams would come in to play the Bisons, he got to know the players a little bit. So That is true. In um, about 2003 or so... um, A man was playing for the Norfolk Tides, who were, at the time, the farm team for the New York Mets. Right. Um, A young man was playing for them by the name of Jose Reyes. My dad, being the nice gentleman he is, 
uh, befriended him and a couple other players. They hung out for all the nights he was there. Okay. Um, I got to meet Jose Reyes and Jorge Tolca the next day. Right. And Jorge Valendia, who and actually Jorge Valendia. was my was the guy that I knew, and he was a he was a first mm-hmm. baseman for the Mets. He was an infielder for the Mets. Yep. for a while, and it was through him that I got to meet the other guys, and okay. then eventually, uh, well, best moment to be a dad came when <laughs> I took him to a game. The day after I hung out with those guys, the night I had hung out the night before, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, of course, you know, he was about 10 years old. I don't know if he believed me or not, but we got to the game. They saw me. They immediately, all three of them immediately came, no, over. came over. Yeah. And uh, Jose Reyes, who turned out to be one of, you know, an all-star uh, that retired fairly recently, came over, shook his hand, signed a ball oh, for us. Amazing. You know, it was it was just a great time to be a great dad moment. For it sure. was awesome. But what the coolest thing about that is uh, Reyes got called up to the Mets a week later. Oh, wow. And never right. came back down right. to the minors. He yeah. just became one of the best playing shortstops in the game. And so when we got rid of that Grand Dam, because I said they were hanging out, he sat in the back seat. We kept the back seats to the Grand Dam. <laughs> what? And they still, are still, still sitting have, in the garage. I still have the back seat me, in, my, in my garage. Me and that Ben. Cool. Me and Ben figured out a way to kick it out from the trunk to get it out of the car before we got it scrapped. <laughs> and so we have a cool experience with Jose Reyes that way. And uh, we also have that seat still <laughs> In our garage, along with one of the coolest collections of baseball memorabilia I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, I do too. have a pretty good collection. Mm-hmm. But the, the idea being that back seat will become a couch in my man cave, <laughs> my man cave. Whenever, whenever that happens. Jose Reyes sat there. Right. You know, so exactly. That, that's oh, the idea. That's amazing. Uh, it's so fun. That fun. is a cool story. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a cool moment for sure for both of us. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. All right, boys. Shall we get into this list? Let's do it. Top 10 all, all right. the way around. So Can't wait. Top 10 car chases in movies. We always have our guest lead off first. So, Dad, why don't you give us your number 10 on the okay. list? Okay. Well, my list is, uh, well, it's going to be, I- I'm sure it's going to be very different from whatever you, and that's the interesting part, is that mine will be very different from the list you guys have probably compiled. Mm-hmm. And we'll save our honorable mentions to the end. Yeah, right? Yes. yeah, right before our number All one. Right, very good. Say. So I'll start with my number 10. Okay. And it's going to be the 2000 version of Gone in 60 Seconds. Ooh, very Nicolas good. Cage, Delroy Lindo. This is a 1967 Ford Shelby Mustang GT500 versus, well, the LAPD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was a lot of fun to watch, actually, because um, if you've seen the movie, um, Cage's character is obsessed with this car, referred to as Eleanor. Okay. And, uh, and it culminates with this chase at the end of the movie that is just pretty... Pretty exciting, mm-hmm. and um, it, it uh, so I I thought, and I'm a huge huge Mustang fan, so it had to make this list. So at the very least, you know, I'm not as big a 
Nick Cage fan as I am a Mustang fan. <laughs> and, and, and oddly enough, he appears on my list twice. Yeah, that's um, funny. Which is kind of, you know, not being that big a, a Nick Cage fan, it uh, he made it to my list twice. But that movie is uh, certainly worthy of that list. I have so a feeling cool. I know where you're going with the other one, too. But I'll, when you say it, I'll okay. confirm if, I, if I'm right. thinking the right direction. <laughs> All right. Um, that's definitely that movie's definitely not as good as the original version is, but that chase in particular is right. absolutely right. awesome. Well, that's that's a good Nick the, Cage. The car is what, like I said, the car is what did it for me. Exactly, that, that car is absolutely gorgeous. I'm a huge, you know, Carol Shelby fan, and so that was. That was a big deal. Absolutely, for me, that movie. That's a great uh, entry to start us off. Solid way to kick us off. Matt, you're number 10, my friend. Okay. So I have a couple very unique ones. Cool. That, um, they are, there are cars and there are chases. So this one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it at number 10 uh, because it is probably the most unique one. So there's a car and there's a dinosaur. <laughs> Lost World Jurassic Park okay. is my favorite Jurassic Park movie. Okay. Personally, I know people are like what, what? What? Who says that? I love Jeff Goldblum <laughs> being the lead. I thought it was it was well done. I loved the end scene where the T Rex is chasing them in the red the, the red convertible mm. throughout San Diego. Right? It's it's. It, it, I thought oh, I thought I it was remember that. that. I thought it was I hilarious. That. They yeah. find it. They're like, oh, where do we find the T Rex? Oh, just follow the screams. And then they cut to a scene where some <laughs> lady's just screaming her eyes out and slams it in the car in reverse. And then they find him at a at a gas station. Uh, the T Rex at a gas station, and the little baby T Rex is growling and. Uh, <laughs> Oh God, Sarah! Uh, she's like, yeah, this is where you know, we, we the T Rex that he knows we're here, mm-hmm. and a giant like seventy six ball thing that, that from the gas station just rolls by him, and they just it's an intense chase. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I love the music with it. They kind of like remixed the Jurassic Park theme with it, gave it a little bit more uh, a little bit more bass and, and stuff. Added some interesting things to it. But I always thought it was fun. The, the idea, I mean, one a, a T Rex ran running around a a pretty big metropolitan era area but man a t-rex chasing a, a convertible who would have thought only yeah, a jurassic yeah. park that's, so that's I, a good one is, is i mean is that accepted is that all right absolutely that, that the rules? okay absolutely i just yeah i i adore that scene so much it was like this movie's just it, it's so big and just that, that whole second part was just it was just so much fun mm. classic spielberg yes i, I think that those are definitely acceptable because there's you're still feeling that same chase element you would within a car chase, but it just happens to be a giant reptile that could eat you in one bite coming exactly. after you. So the stakes are almost higher because you have to be so precise with that. Yeah. I actually, I forgot about that scene. I, I'm going to go home and watch that tonight, they, too. Oh, I love it. it they got out of the car. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get back in the car and drive. <laughs> Ooh, it's the worst movie you could make. Oh, my God. Um, so my number 10 um, I wanted to have – there were a couple that I was tossing around while I was going over some that aren't your – like you were saying, kind of traditional ones yeah. where it's, you know, actiony and the stakes are super high. This is one of those ones that you're engaged with the whole time, but you're still, ha- like, having fun throughout. And this is going to be the mission from God Chase uh, from the Blues Brothers. Oh yeah, I seen that. Yep. It, it, this chase is one of that was crazy. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter what generation you're from. <laughs> this movie which 
is one of the most hilarious movies ever. John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, right? Yeah. Um, absolutely hilarious from beginning to end. But then you have this chase of where they actually burned 70 cars within <laughs> the filming of it. Yeah. Where they're going through malls, they're just like hitting every, they're jumping over bridges, they're hitting every single little element. And uh, the music they're using the whole time during the chase has become iconic for going through chase scenes and parodying in every media sense. And they're, and they're kind of sightseeing as they're going yeah. through the chase. Yeah. Right. Do you remember that? They're pointing things out mm-hmm. like, oh, Bert's having a sale. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like they're so casual through the whole thing. Just oh. the sunglasses, uh, the expressionless. It's, it's so funny. Long. It's yeah. fantastic. It, it is funny. So that came in as my number 10 because they're, it's not as intense as all the other ones. But that's a great But point. it is cinematically, you can't just not include that on your list in my opinion. It, it's just such a great, great, great car All chase. All those no cop cars just are. falling into the ditch. Exactly, yeah. That was just <laughs> one after the other. Oh, it was a Great number 10, dude. Yeah. Great number so, 10. so Blues Brothers comes in as my number 10, the mission oh, from that's God that's a good chase. one. That's a good one. All right, you're number, uh, you're number nine, Dad. All right, number nine. Let's see. All right, so here's, here's your, let's see if you're right. My number nine is another Nick Cage movie. Mm-hmm. The Are you Rock. sure you don't yes, like him? Yes, there it is. The Rock. I knew it was going to be from The Rock. Ni- 1996. Yeah. Now, if that if that isn't proof that Dan is my son, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what is. Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery, 007 himself, 1992 Hummer, HMC 42 versus a 1996 Ferrari 355 Spider. I like how he's got all the car models and stuff. He's, he's, you really did pick the best guest for this he's episode. The best. He's the best. I'm I mean, you. if you're if you're going to talk about chases, you might as well at go some all point in. Yeah. go all in. Include maybe describe some of these cars because, as, as you might know, I mean, if you know these cars, a Hummer and a Ferrari, mm-hmm. right? And, I miss the Hummer. And it's just, yeah. It's, it's, I don't miss the gas prices. I don't know about it, gas but the prices. gas tank, but uh, yeah, the Hummer yeah. was a really cool design. The, hum- for the Hummer's a great, great vehicle, and uh, and that was a great chase. And uh, it, just through the streets of San Francisco, which, you know, we you know one of the greatest car chases ever filmed happened on those streets as well. Right. You know, which I think we're going to get to probably. But, um, but that was a great chase. Through that, through that city, just to get catch up to Sean Connery, who was slick as all can be, mm-hmm. right? Classic Connery, um, acting like a retired 007. <laughs> but it was uh, that was a good chase. It's a good movie. The Rock yeah. is a really good movie that for was, that. That time. was a good one. Yeah, yeah. That I, I when you said another Nick Cage one that immediately came on my radar because I was looking at that scene too as we were going over research for this. That's a fun one. Yeah, oh yeah, where they both commandeer those cars. Yeah. You know, they don't belong to them, mm-hmm. but one gets in the the Sean Connery takes off in the Hummer. Nick Cage stops, of course, a Ferrari, a Ferrari. because they could never like Pull over like a you know a, a, a like a Ford Focus or anything. <laughs> no, you know, never. They're they're, they're going to jump into a Ferrari and and fast cars and uh, and it was a bright yellow Ferrari. Yeah, and, and it was it was just so cool. One of the best scenes in there was when um, this kid <laughs> this kid after 
Nick Cage just trashed the Ferrari. This kid pulls up in a motorcycle. And uh, like a dirt bike. Yeah. And he's like this classic California, dude, you effed up your Ferrari, <laughs> you know. And uh, Nick Cage just looks at him and promptly takes over his, his motorcycle and, <laughs> and takes off. That's incredible. Yeah, that was fun. That's funny. I That made me think of uh, in Bad Boys 2, there's a moment where uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith are commandeering someone's car and... Uh, they go to take some guy out of his ride. It's like a a 1999 Dodge Neon or something like that. And Will right. Smith's like, what are you doing? He's like, what? He's like, we can't chase somebody in that. So they let him go. They end up taking Dan Marino's car. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> but he's test driving something. And during the chase, they end up being like, you know, Dan Marino should really buy this car or something like that. <laughs> oh, so good. All right, Very Matt, good. you're number nine on your list. All right, my number nine, this is probably, this is a really casual one, but I remember watching this as a kid and being enamored with this, the uh, the, the just the intensity, the emotion. All right, I don't know if you guys are ready for me to lay this down. <laughs> the end of the first Toy Story movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. That's right, I'm pulling one. some random ones. So... Woody and Buzz are trying to catch up with with Andy's mom, the big the, the big moving truck at the end. For those who haven't seen it, spoiler alert! I know it's only been almost thirty years, almost. But, uh, <laughs> but it, the the intensity, right? What they they, they Woody and but they they, they want to catch up because they don't want to you know they don't want to be away from Andy. And they, this is what made me love the RC race car. I had a I had a large one growing up to to, to play with that actually remote control. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And they're sitting on it. They're riding it. They're getting close. They're battling with the other toys. The other toys think Woody turned on Buzz. And or and they thought they dumped off RC. They're like, oh, look, he's doing it again. And and then RC runs out. And then they're like, oh, I just let a rocket. Rockets explode. They like the rocket <laughs> on the back of Buzz. And they, And uh, one of the like best scenes of all time was the cover on the VHS and probably several movie posters. And... I just love it because you're like, oh, get on there. Like as a kid, I mean, even still, I was watching today. I was like, oh, come on, get it. When they they got Slinky and Slinky's almost all the way extended, and I'm like, there was, I mean, there's that's action. There's there's drama in it. It's like, oh god, they're so close. A hundred percent. So close to being that was that was classic. Yeah. That actually was one of my favorite scenes. One of my favorite. Um, animated scenes ever awesome. because it was really very very well done it felt like an actual you know very dramatic car chase yeah and using that rc was just the best yeah because it no matter i don't care who you are you're watching that you become a kid again absolutely yes. you know? and there's no question in my mind that those guys just had so much fun putting that together. What a cast, and Figuring too. out, yeah, exactly, with a, such a great cast and such creativity to come up with those, you know, the idea of the Slinky yeah. and the RC, the the Rocket, you know, just to be able to catch up. Yeah. All of that. All, yeah. the, all of those elements put together uh, uh, such a great scene. Yeah. And Buzz flying. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that was falling great. with it's style. Fall, this is implying <laughs> that falling with style. I will never. That is my very first first or second movie theater memory. Oh, that's I remember cool. seeing it. I don't know if you – maybe you remember it a little bit more so. Sun Park Mall used to have a movie theater ac- across from it. It was like the GCC. Mm-hmm. They used to, there's do. a big vacant lot there. Right. And I remember, going, I remember going there to see it at like – Five, it was probably like five, 
five years old. Right. Like yeah. that in the very first Power Rangers movie. I still have the Power Rangers movie stub, but I remember like going to the movies to see that. And those nice. are one of some of my earliest memories. Yeah. And, and it, Toy Story is so that's a great movie. That, that's a good one. Good, yeah. good Thank pick. You. Thank really you. good one. Not, not to mention uh, Woody's teeth chattering as the rockets oh, going on. That's cheek, always he's, that, that's he's a always, plastic toy, and his cheeks are. Blah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's <laughs> hilarious! It's yeah, hilarious. So oh man! So my number nine. Um, I've already got a repeat on this list. I also went with Nick Cage versus the LAPD in Gone in 60 Seconds. How can, you? Man, how can you not love that chase? He outmaneuvers so many freaking cops oh, yeah. in that scene. And then, you know, the fact that it's a Mustang, too. I, I think I've inherited some of my love for Mustangs from you. My favorite car of all time, like, look-wise, will always be a Dodge Viper. Strictly okay. because of Gran Turismo 1. Oh, That's it, a, it, one of my favorite It's a beautiful looks. car. But Shelby Mustangs are a close second just with how beautiful they are. And Eleanor being such a key fixture in that movie and right. him finally getting that chase with uh, her through the streets. Not to mention, he hits that car ramp on the end and jumps all those freaking cars I as know. he's sailing over. <laughs> and know. that cop who's after him the whole time Del is Roy looking Lindo. at it. Yeah, Delroy Lindo is looking after him like, I can't freaking believe he just did that. He's in awe. He and, can't and believe it. You can tell that because he's eluded him. You know, for such a long time. Yes. You know, as as uh, Cage's character being the car thief that he is, he's a, a, a premier car thief. Yeah. And he's eluded Delroy Lindo's character, the the cop, and he's Delroy Lindo is almost in awe mm-hmm. of him. It's almost as if he knows this guy is good, but it's like, how good is he? And then he sees then that he sees on it. display, and it was just the. The best, oh, you know, man. but it, uh, you know, and there's also that history of the two Nicolas Cage and that car. He's tried to steal it before, mm-hmm. you see, and he did it unsuccessfully because the car, it's almost as if the car has a mind of its own. It has issues mm-hmm. like it's going to let you do it or not let you do it. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And that's that was sort of the idea behind um, him taking that car. Mm-hmm. You know, is it going to work this time? So yeah, uh, so it was, and at the same time, he's obsessed with it. So obsessed. he couldn't let it go. Yeah, and then in the end, it doesn't even start for him as the credits are rolling. <laughs> he's trying to start it again. He's like, "Oh, come on!" Like, yeah. Well, they build that that car for him at yeah. the end. Yeah. You know, they piece it together. Ah, so and good. yeah, he does have issues with that. But that uh, <laughs> it's it's that's a good that's a good one. I, uh, I'll tell you, I'm not surprised that wound up on your list. Yeah. No, it is a, it is a good. It's one. a it's a that's a great chase. Um, all right, we're up to our number eight. So, Dad, if you'll lead us off with number eight. Let's see. What do I have? Oh, well, anyone that knows me knows I'm a huge, huge fan of this next character. Okay. And the movie is 2008 Quantum of Solace. Mm. I'm a huge mm. James Bond fan. Daniel Craig, in the opening scene for what was the second Daniel Craig James Bond film. Yes. Starts with him driving through the roadway with a a gang of specter, you know, villains behind him, you know, giving chase. 
And uh, it's a 2008 Aston Martin that he, you know, 007 is driving, a DBS, versus the 2008 Alfa Romeo 159 through the streets of Italy. And it is just a fantastic chase. And, you know, it's classic James Bond. You know, at one point, his door is falls off the hinges. It's knocked off, I guess. And... Uh, and he figures out a way to outrun these guys and eventually, you know, have them rolling down a hill. It's it's such a great chase though because yeah. it actually picks off it, it picks up from where it left off in the first movie um, with a guy that you learn eventually he, during that whole chase he had this guy in the trunk of the car. Oh, yep, yep. You know, and when the chase is over, it ends with him opening the trunk and he goes, okay, time to get out, you know. <laughs> and it was just so such a such a cool scene. Yeah. But it was a great chase. It, that was a really good chase. And I feel like with the Bond movie specifically, you could do a whole list of car chases oh, absolutely. just from those absolutely. ones. And, and I, I will be honest, you know, that was just struggling pinpoint one that i can list here as a decent chase there are so many i thought of after Mm -hmm. you know that i could you know you could do a whole list of of just bond chases yeah you know bond Bond i mean fast and furious is another one too i'm not a big fan of those movies i think they've gone too wild they've gotten too wild but i mean there's a lot of great car chases we were discussing that earlier yeah right before we got here they're a little out of control i think yeah didn't they go to space they go to i haven't watched the last one they go into space in the last one i think (laughs) i think they legit did it the one i I don't doubt it (laughs) i wouldn't be shocked if they did or not so bad holy crap vin Vin diesel's head is a satellite (sighs) family uh, yeah yeah. oh my god (laughs) amazing i know i know you know i did like um What's his name that passed away? Paul Walker. Paul yeah. Walker was a likable character yes. for me in that movie, and and since then he was relatable. You know, he was relatable. He was, and uh, but I think they're just over the top now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. The street racing aspect was fun. I know there's only so much mileage you can get out of it before right. you have to right. uh, turn it around, but but yeah, they went from criminals to like federal agents yeah. <laughs> it was weird you know just odd yeah so, oh, they're like riding on like they're like bad like submarine like russians yeah. doing some submarine thing i'm like <laughs> what is this i know what is know. this oh. yeah exactly uh, vin diesel literally plays the same character in every movie every single oh, one he's ever he done is. except the pacifier that was the only different the one pacifier ever... <laughs> yeah i am not a fan but i i will say he was quite different in and, and this was of course Early Vin Diesel because uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yes, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he fit in in, in, in as part of that crew um, only because he wasn't being Vin Diesel. Right. You know, he wasn't being this egotistic kind of yeah. you know, macho guy. Some of those guys, the actors, they 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 back themselves into a corner with the kind of movies that they they, they do. Yeah, The Rock has definitely done that, where he's got to be like superhuman in every single right. movie. Yeah, right. like it's over the top. Well, <laughs> I will I will tell you, I just saw, and you can see it on YouTube. It's um probably my all time favorite rock movie, Dwayne Johnson movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a movie called. Um, faster! Oh, I know Did that I see movie. This yeah. one? It is actually playing on YouTube for free. Is it really the okay. entire movie? Well, I know um, what I'm watching tomorrow. Yeah, if you there can you catch it, it is my favorite. It's dark. 
Okay. And yeah, it's it is. dark Dwayne Johnson. And it is really much more to my liking as opposed to him and these, you know, these these uh, movies he's doing with uh, Kevin Hart. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, really. Um, and they're, I get it. They're good friends now and all that. But, um, but the, yeah, if you can catch that. Okay. Faster, that's good to know. It, all it's right. A, it's a great movie. Yeah. I'll be looking out for it. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, All right. My number eight. My number eight. What am I going to put here? Let's do this one. Um, I'm going to put the Matrix Reloaded Highway scene, uh, which is a lot of fun. I have not seen this movie since it first dropped. I do have to put that out in the air. I Like, it's weird. I've, I've seen a lot of these, you know, I, a lot of these movies fairly recently. I have not touched the Matrix movies since they released, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we rented them from Blockbuster after they came out, and that was kind of it. Like, I... You never see him on TV. I never seen him on TV, but uh, this was really, really cool. Because remember, this this highway scene was like a big advertising point. Yeah, and there's a lot of cool action sequences in here, and it's just awesome to see just Morbius just walking around in the throughway with a sword. <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> like, he rolls out of the way of a car about to him, and he slashes her tires, and he shoots it, and he blows up those those glitch twins, mm-hmm. and there's just so much cool cinematography in this one. There like, is. I love a good highway chase scene. Like really, really enjoy it because it's like, how do they? F- you get curious as to how they film it. Like, right. do they film it with all this traffic? I'm sure there's tricks of the trade, but it's. Uh, I mean, it's a good one. It's it's about as good as Matrix action gets. Right. So, uh, big fan of that one. That one too, and every element like they have the stereotypical like action line of you said never you always said the highway is a suicide mission <laughs> yeah. or something like right. that and then he responds in like a typical like action hero uh, way. So let's good. hope i was wrong yeah or something yeah. like that yeah. Yeah. yeah um that one is the matrix did so much at the time with their action scenes that nobody had ever seen before that turned out to be so freaking cool and so like developmental. They for were everything. Oh, yeah. very ahead yeah. of their time. The Wachowskis uh, were very ahead of their time. How many times did you see that kick parodied? Where it was like it, from the first oh, the one, the girl thing. goes up and it stops and it does the full three sixty around her, and then she does the kick right. like that. You saw right. that in everything. everything. Yeah. The, the first was, Shrek right. movie. The first did Shrek it. movie does right. that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. Princess Fiona beats up Robin Hood in the, 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 well, the it, it became so such a classic CGI thing. Yeah. You know? uh, because it's it's obviously a CGI effect, but it was just so well uh so well so descriptive in for that scene. Yeah. You know, and it really just uh it's also so cool at the same time. It's, it's really so. Good. So naturally, everyone was going to rip it off. Of yeah. course, yeah. It was very forward thinking, and um, I haven't seen the new one yet. I know it's been out for a little while. I got some not so good reviews, but um, but yeah. I mean, that was like growing up. I was sixth, seventh grade when that movie, when that series came out, and it was just like that was everything. That movie yeah. series, is everything. Like, oh, did you see the new Matrix? You see the new Matrix? And uh, yeah. Yeah, Good they stuff. they built something really beautiful oh, off that did. franchise. They did very cool world. That's definitely one of their high points too with that with that fight scene. And then That's... James Cameron ripped it off with Avatar. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I can't. I told you the the last time we talked about, it, I can't get into Avatar ever on this show. We won't get on anything. All else. right, just making sure to put that out there. <laughs> oh man, uh, so my number eight. We're also going uh, late nineties, early two thousands with this one. Um, this is my personal favorite movie out of this series, even though the original is an absolute classic. But I'm um, 
for this next entry, I'm going with Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Um, with the T-1000 versus the T-800 the first time, right? Where the T-1000 is going after John on his bike. Schwarzenegger's on the motorcycle doing the one-handed shotgun blast. That's one of, like, to open a movie and to, like, establish, like, this is how this is going to be the dynamic this whole time. You could not have introduced that better than right. that scene to start it because T-1000 that whole movie just keeps coming over and over and over and worse than Schwarzenegger's ever did oh, right, yeah. in right. that first one right. to the point where like he's liquefied and comes back and you're like oh you've got to be freaking kidding me by the end of that movie but that <laughs> that chase in particular to um to let you know okay this is the level we're going to in this movie right yeah where the, where the T1000 is on uh, is on is in a tractor trailer tractor trailer yeah, yeah. And he's chasing Schwarzenegger on a bike. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess the kid was on a bike, too. Yes. John Connor. Yes. Yeah, on like a regular. Young John Connor. Schwarzenegger catches up to him on a Harley or whatever he's he's (laughs) on. You know, the beautiful hog that he's on. And uh, and the T-1000 just comes through that wall, that overhead wall. So And just slams right down when he's... But when he's... Like you described, when he's actually, oh, I'm getting excited here. When he's actually uh, shooting those gate locks, yeah. you know, and popping open those gates so he can continue going through, and it was such a cool move. That movie was, the, of course, everyone, you know, if you haven't seen the Terminator, the original, and you've been hiding under a rock, or, yeah. You know, but it, it, it was like every fan screaming that character was so cool i wish he had been a good guy so free this is there it it is yeah this is it yeah he comes back and of course sarah connor sees him the and that was one of my favorite scenes of that movie where she sees him for the first time knowing the experience she had had the first time Mm -hmm. i can't believe this guy's back and she's on the floor remember she's kind of pushing back he steps out of a doorway he she's pushing back not in total, almost like so a dream cool. sequence. You know, when you you're stuck in mud, you can't get out fast enough. Yeah, you know? and he's trying to. She's trying to push back and uh, sees him. It was it, that was the best. Yeah, you know? because suddenly Con- John Connor comes out. Mom, he's our friend. You know, he's going to help us. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and that move, you know, in that chase scene, that was the best. It was great. You know, and that's what you could literally hear fans just cheering for him because such a cool move. That was like. Uh, a Chuck Connors, you know, I grew up with the Rifleman, you know, right. yeah, old, yeah. Old Western. He did moves like that. That was right out of Chuck Connors. It was such a cool. That's absolutely my favorite out of that whole series. T one is great, but Terminator two is just a fantastic addition. And then they I just... feel like that one's more popular than the first one. Just in a lot of people, like I feel like there's a lot more. I think there's a that. lot more like action and like you're kind of invested in the story a little bit more by that point because you know like you... how important John Connor is and yeah. you get to. See See him, right? Like you don't As get to kid, see right. the mom; you get to see John Connor yeah. actually. Well, being you get saved. to see how much better the the film quality is. That too. too. That too. You know, because the first one almost felt like a student film. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's face it; it was uh, 
uh, Cameron's first film. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, and prior to that, he was a truck driver. You know. Right. So, uh, Crazy. He, that was his first film, and the quality wasn't as good as that that second one. Mm-hmm. Now looked like it had Hollywood backing. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. He had so, to with all the money he made off that first one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Pressure was on. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Good choice, Dan. Uh, thank you. Um, we're up to number seven. So, right. Dad, your number, number seven, seven pick. All right. This is um, this is actually a sci-fi film that I absolutely love, and uh, it's uh, The Hidden, nineteen eighty-seven. Mm. Now, this movie stars Michael Nori, and uh, and I'm only putting down the guys that were involved in the chase scene. It opens up with a chase scene right in the beginning of the movie to give you uh, some sort of background on how, you know, what's going on here. This guy, just an average ordinary guy walks into a bank and blows away the guards, you know, and takes the money, walks out and jumps into a black Ferrari 308 GTS, (laughs) you know, not your typical, you know, getaway car. Getaway car. <laughs> he jumps in. It's just waiting on the sidewalk. He um, he uh, gets in and takes off. You know, at a hundred miles an hour. Right. And of course, you know, and I've got it here as uh, the Ferrari versus LAPD because <laughs> it goes right through LA, and um, and he's mowing everything down. Mm-hmm. He's just tearing through the streets. And um, eventually, you know, and they're trying to stop this guy. And he has been now, if you've never seen the movie, the premise is there's this outer alien being that uh, took over his body Mm -hmm. and it uses it as a host until the body gets worn out. Right. So the more they shoot at him the more worn it's going to get to the point where it's going to have to find another host. Mm. So it literally jumps from one host to the next. So with each contact that it makes, as soon as he wore that body out, he just jumps into the next available body. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, this alien has these 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 different desires that are very um, vain and very um, typical things that people would want like money ca- fast cars loud music it loves rocket oh and it's playing like metal yeah the yeah, whole time the whole that time. it's driving right too and eventually they they blockade the street you know and try to um try to get it to stop and they eventually do but at that point it does jump into another host so mm-hmm. i won't get into you know the whole thing but that chase that opening sequence was was just fantastic. It's called the hidden. You the said hidden. Hidden. Okay. It, 1987. A, yeah. And and Matt, it'll feel like an 80s movie I, when, good. You, when I, you see it. But, I was always said I was born in the wrong decade. But it's <laughs> but it's a wonderful chase scene and the movie itself. The whole premise um, as it uh, and and I should also mention Kyle MacLachlan mm-hmm. is in it. You might remember him from Dune and and uh, the Blue Velvet. And, yep. Um, but. Um, it's it's uh, and he plays a guy that's actually chasing 
that thing, right. the alien. And he's not exactly from these parts himself. Ah. So it's a great movie. Um, so, as I said, science fiction, obviously. And uh, and try to catch it if you can. It's that a, chase scene is great. Very underrated movie, honestly. I've seen it a few times having uh, grown up around that movie and it's it's really good right it's kind of it's definitely cheesy in certain areas but like it's a great script for a movie and like sometimes if you have a good story that's all you need for it to tell it yeah um but yeah that's a i was wondering if when you started saying sci-fi i was like oh that's a good one because that's a very you know who reminded me is uh is your mom of course she she said what about that movie the hidden yeah i thought Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> that's so. Funny. And and as you can see, it was worthy of at least it, well within my top ten. Yeah. So it was really a good scene. It definitely is. Good job with that. Very one. good. Your number seven, Matt. Okay, my number seven is. Uh, all right, this is people are going with what? All right, Tom Cruise, War of the Worlds. All right, I'm going to hmm. go the when got got in the van getting chased by the alien the, the big mech, you know, alien mechs that were just blasting everybody. All right, very intense, very scary thing because even when in a vehicle, you didn't feel safe because these things the the, the aliens from that movie, hmm. they they could they, they were just destroyed all the cars, right? When the big flash of lightning happened, all the cars were pretty much shut down. So a working vehicle was um, a big deal, but you know, just that initial chasing. You know, he looks in the rearview mirror, and people and his friend gets blasted and, mm-hmm. and, and blown to smithereens. And it's just very, very intense. Uh, seeing he's got his oldest son, he's got his daughter, and I, I was enamored with that movie when it when it came out. I thought it was I thought it was really well done. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you just seen the importance of having that car, and then when they pull it to that really busy place that was on the ferry, mm-hmm. right? He got a gun pulled on him and told to get out of his van and stuff. It was just, it, it was, it was intense because, like I said, even in a, with one of the few working vehicles in that movie, you didn't feel like they were safe. At yeah, all. right. It, whether it was the extraterrestrials or was the other people trying to just survive, you, you felt in danger the whole time. So I, I never saw that one. No, no. I I, I recommend it's it's a fun one. It's a fun one. It's uh. <sighs> It's a it's a it's a pretty good Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know he's he's, mis- he's he's very you know super action heavy. This one he's he's a little bit more laid back, but there's a lot of intense scenes and uh, Cruise shows a little bit of range in here. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Does he do any running in that movie? Oh, lots of running. Lots of running. Hollywood. That is Tom Cruise is Hollywood's <laughs> favorite runner. Favorite. Yes. He has the best running look oh, of does. any actor yes. ever. Yeah. I, and uh, somebody teach Ezra Miller how to run, like, oh like my God. The, the Flash scene in Justice League, where he's like, <laughs> I don't know, oh, no. I don't know if we'll have no. to worry about that for too much longer. Uh, I don't know, man. That dude's got a pretty long leash <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that guy. Man. Uh, remind me never to sing karaoke around him. Oh my God, <laughs> that dude. He's he's something. Um, yeah, I've never seen that War of the Worlds either. Really? I should now that I now that you said I that. I should have known. By the way, you guys both looked. At it me was very no. Confused. It was I. It wasn't even confused. It was just like I had interested. I was invested because yeah. it's one I've never seen before, yeah. and a sci-fi chase like that is cool. I think it's, that that's a cool element. It's to br- have it's there. brief, but it's it's terrifying all the same. It's yeah. brief but terrifying. So, if, if I think it did the caught, job. I, I think I've caught parts of it. Okay, and uh, but I've, it, it's one of those movies where I wouldn't mind watching it. Yeah, you know, I like Tom Cruise, but I just, I've never caught 
the whole movie. I got so you. I really should. Yeah. Especially now after listening to yeah. your description. I think it's I think it's a fun one. I, I think it's it's it felt real like Signs is probably my one of my favorite like extraterrestrial That's type movies. One. I adore that movie. But there was something about this that just felt as wild and wacky as it seemed, like some of the alien stuff, it felt like it could happen. Like yeah. They did a good job of making it feel realistic. Signs was creepy. Yeah. I, yes. I hold that movie. That's a, would just creep me out. Yeah. The you music, know. everything. That was one of my fa- like it's literally a, probably a top ten favorite movie of mine all time. One yeah. of the scariest moments in that movie was when Joaquin Phoenix sees the thing go by. Oh, he's watching oh, the Brazilian yeah. birthday party. Yeah, yeah. He's watching and, the news. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, it's he terrifying. Out, and that would that freak me out yeah, too. That that's yeah. such a good movie. Yeah. That was Woo. one of Sh- uh, M Night Shyamalan's uh, better. I think I would better. Say so, so. Yeah, where the, there wasn't like a, a crap twist at the end. Yeah, like, there wasn't yeah. like a bad twist yeah. at the end. Yeah, right. That was peak. I I, I wore that. I had that. V, I got that VHS for like. Easter in 2002, and I would watch that movie twice a day. That's right. how much I loved it. It's so right. good. Like like Bruce Willis finding out he's dead. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, right. What end. do you mean? What? Do you mean? <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Good one, Matt. This Thank is I, I like your picks because they're they're like a different range. You're thinking. Oh, there's a lot of weird ones still coming. <laughs> no, I love it, though, because you're thinking outside the box where I would have, where, like, I'm thinking more traditional, like, we're both tied to, like, muscle cars and stuff right. like that. But these are great chases that, like, that I'm definitely going to, like, be looking at after. Like, Good. Yeah, I oh, think that's, that's what I want. Like, I want, like, our listeners, like, it's it, not that, you know, you guys are listening to some really popular films. And obviously, they're really great car chases. Mm-hmm. I, I love showing people the other side of things. Oh, yeah. I, I love the underrated. I love I th- love thinking outside the box. That's coming to my M.O., and I think probably about three or four more of these are a uh, little uncommon ones when people Excellent. think of great car chases. I, I can't that's, wait. That's, I can't wait to hear them. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so my number seven. Um, so to set the scene, we're in the Mediterranean Sea and two Italian fishermen rescue a man pulling him out of the water with two gunshot wounds in his back, has no idea who he is. Mm, and all of a sudden... Him. All of a sudden, we're on the plots to one of the greatest franchises ever, at least in a three-film franchise, I would say. The rest of them after sometimes don't count. This man's name is Jason Bourne, and I'm talking about the Bourne identity. Specifically talking about, um, in the first movie, when um, he's with uh, Marie in Paris, and he gets attacked for the first time by an assassin, has the upper hand on him, and the guy, in order to avoid giving up information, jumps off a balcony, kills himself. Um, the girl he's with then proceeds to find wanted posters of both her and Jason up. And they proceed to have one of the coolest chases from the cops that I've ever seen in any movie. There were a lot of... I, I think each of the Borns has a really good car chase in it. Right. But do. this one... This one in particular for me, because it was the first one and because you're still learning about – because he doesn't know who he is. So he's still realizing, why do I have all this combat? Why do I know how to do these specific things? And then all of a sudden he's handling this car like he's driven it every second. And he he even asked her, you know, have you taken care of this car? Mm Because the tires feel a little spongy. And he's asking her just as the cops are approaching – the car, knowing he's about to, 
take off, yep. you know, and, and he needs to know what he's dealing with before he does. Yeah, right. And uh, so he's prepared to do what he needs to do. So good. And then yeah, there's you can't forget that moment, too, where he's like, it's about to get a little bumpy. You should hold on for a second. Right. He goes down a whole flight of stairs just in, to, to specifically to evade these guys. And it's just done, and the shot is so cool when he's doing it because it just <laughs> takes you right into the perspective of it and makes it feel su- like such a narrow gap. And that was like a that was a small car. Too. Oh that yeah, was like, it was a, like a like a mini, like a mini cooper, cooper or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Cool. And, yeah. and through again through Paris, yeah, you know, which was uh, a pretty good. A, a lot of those narrow streets and a little, a few, uh, a few little busy roadways, mm-hmm. and it was uh, really. Really nicely done. Yeah. Um, the Born Identity is uh, the the first three are some of my favorite movies ever. Great and films. The, the first one is by far my favorite, and it's just because of some of the mystery that you're still having yeah. within figuring out the character. And that's one of the coolest moments for me to like put, push things in like – how far are we going to get with the, with this guy? How freaking good is this guy? <laughs> and then throughout the series, you learn, oh, he's one of the best agents ever. Right. Like, there's no getting past Of course, man. his initials happen to be JB. JB. Too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with Bond. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. There's there's a great um, in Kingsman another you've seen that movie I'm sure have you yeah. seen Kingsman ever Oh I love those movies Yeah there's a great mo- uh, moment in the first one where uh, with um, Michael Caine and uh, Aggie whatever whatever his name is Eggsy yes, in that movie yes. um, where he has the dog named JB and he's like Why'd you name it JB uh, What's JB for James Bond <laughs> Jason Bourne and then he goes he goes neither. Jack Bauer. He's like, ah, that one. like it was just cool. Like, oh, these three agents all have like you got to have the initials right. JB to be a secret right. agent. I guess I don't know. It's very uh, cool. All right, we're up to number six, Dad. Why don't you lead us off with your number six pick? All right, let's see. Uh, my number six. My number six is Jack Reacher. Ooh, good one. A Tom Cruise movie, 2012. Tom Cruise, Jai Courtney, and David Oyelowo. Mm. Nailed it. Sorry. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Thank you so much. You did great. My apologies to Mr. David, actually. Um, One more time. I didn't hear that. (laughs) David Oyelowo. Oyelowo. Actually, I think I said it uh, correct that time. Perfect. Yeah, Uh, I knew that. That's why I said good job. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks thanks so much, Matt. It's encouraging. That's why we keep them Um, around. (laughs) 1970 Chevy Chevelle. SS versus a 2005 Audi C6 and the Pittsburgh PD as well. Um, Taking place in Pittsburgh, uh, that original Jack Reacher movie. Now, you know, I have an issue with, um, as much as I like Tom Cruise, I have an issue with him playing a character that is supposed to be about 6'6 and, you know, (laughs) maybe, you know, twice as wide as uh, Tom Cruise could ever hope to be. And um, and he's just a big guy. So Cruise took on different elements of that character and, you know, faced those head on. And it's uh, really his brain, you mm-hmm. know, and how smart that character really is. There's a series now on 
I, I don't one know. One of them. Yeah, doing, I know what you're talking. You know, with a with the actor actually playing the size that Lee Child described. Wait, was in it, those is books. it John Krasinski, the dude from? Was he playing Jack Reacher? Uh, you know, yes, I think he. I, think, I thought it was. Was no, it no? No, he's, Jack he's Ryan. playing Jack oh, Ryan. Okay. Ryan. No, there's a, a series that of a of a guy that I I don't recognize really, but he looks like a football player. This guy. Okay. He's huge, and he plays a TV version of Jack Reacher now. Yeah. But he fills in that. That Lee Child character, Alan Richson, perfectly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a big dude, but um, but in this chase, though, um, he has the coolest car yeah. that you mm-hmm. could ever hope to to have a chase scene in. It reminds me a lot of the uh, video game Driver. Oh, that was a great game. I had Driver oh, too. Oh my gosh, yes. it reminds me so much of that game. The, the sound of the engine, everything. Mm-hmm. The, the car is as cool as it comes. It's got muscle. It's on steroids. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, is, this car has super muscle. And, uh, and the Audi that's chasing him, is it an Audi? Yeah, it's the um, Jai Courtney. Um, they are trying to catch up to him. And, of course, Tom Cruise at the same time is eluding the police. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to... Tom Cruise is chasing those bad guys, and the police are chasing Tom Cruise. And it's one of those movies where, you know, the chase is just, all right, we're on. Right. And mm-hmm. and it's just such a great, great scene. Yeah. Um, and going through the streets of Pittsburgh, which is, you know, it was kind of interesting. And it ends in a very... Um, um, not very dramatic kind of way, you know, so I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it. But it's kind of a, has a very curious end to the chase itself, mm. and uh, which was uh, actually offered more questions, uh, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, a lot of uh, Twitter questions like, who the heck was that, and, you know, in the, at the end of that chase scene. And you'll, if you see the movie, you'll understand what I mean yeah. by the end of that. Okay. But the chase itself was excellent. The cars were great. The jet, Tom Cruise's car. I mean, it was it was super. It was cool. awesome. It was super cool, and it looked like he was doing a lot of the driving himself. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, because if you know these Tom Cruise films now, he does whatever he could. You know, like one of the uh, Mission Impossible movies where I think it was Fallout, where he's hanging on to the plane. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was it Fallout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I heard a quote. He did that. He did. And, and I heard a quote where he's like, oh, I, there was a moment where I thought, oh, I think I went too far this time. <laughs> and uh, so he did a lot of his own driving for that scene. And it was uh, it was nicely filmed. Yeah. Beautifully done. I heard something recently where, like, he wants, for one of the Mission Impossible movies, like, they, he wants to do a space scene and he wants, like, them... To let him go out like into space, like in a spacesuit, and like, right. with, like film out there with Vin Diesel, with like probably, <laughs> probably with something like that. But it's like, dude, you need to the crossover that nobody asked right. for. <laughs> exactly. 
But it's like, dude, Tom, you need to relax. You're gonna float away, dude. You like know how that's expensive. That is that's so expensive, and you're just you're risking your life at this point. <laughs> I don't know if it's Scientology yeah. or what. Yeah. Like, well. the, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a character. But those. But the, another guy that you could just do a top ten list of like Tom Cruise chases, like or like action moments or things like that. Oh yeah, you he's could, such a good. Yeah, he's he's well, just uh, the Mission Impossible movies alone. alone yeah. Yeah. You know, you could do that. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's uh, in fact, um, you know, I, I, I thought of him in one of my honorable mentions. Too. Yeah. Well, so. good. Awesome. Uh, Matt, you're number six, my oh, friend. Oh, man, I am excited to talk about this one. This is my favorite, from my favorite buddy cop movie of all time. All right? Favorite buddy cop movie of all time. But it does not involve two of the main characters. Oh. All right. The other guys. Oh. <laughs> the opening. Oh. We were just talking, we were just about, talking this. about this. It. Go for it. The opening car chase scene with Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Samuel Jackson. It made fun of every single car chase trope and right. action movie thing they, that has ever been put in film. It made fun of it. They, right? It was like a, it was a small, like a, a pet, like a very small drug bust, and they caused millions of dollars in damage. They hit buses. They were right. hitting buildings. All sorts of stuff. And I, I, I just, they did it so well. I mean, only The Rock, again, love him or hate him, only The, the Rock and Samuel Jackson can make that as funny and good as it was. It was hysterical. It was oh. amazing. It was really amazing and hysterical at the same time. That whole movie is, oh, it's it's funny not it's not like Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg are an underrated duo, but that five, ten minutes that we got of The Rock and Samuel right. Jackson. right. Priceless. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> it, it was there was there was no way to describe how perfect their addition into that movie for the brief Samuel L. Jackson slow motion. You have the right to remain <laughs> as he's shooting at them. Oh and then, my god! Then they jumped at the off the building. <laughs> yeah, I know. Then they suddenly Aim became the super superhuman. No bushes at yeah. all, just concrete. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was sitting in the movie theater. I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. I know. And the, oh, they're not getting up. And, the, and they're standing at the funeral. They're like, he was. It, there was. Uh, he's like, there was. There was no bushes or anything. What were they aiming for? <laughs> they said there were bushes. Why did they? Why did they say there was nothing there for? <laughs> oh man, no, that one's so good. And um, I, I wanted to. So Blues Brothers ended up going over that, and then ended up being an honorable mention because I wanted to include one that made me laugh throughout the entire thing too. Oh god, so- and that was just for the brief time it lasted. Was so per them driving the car into the bus, then the rock taking over the bus <laughs> and driving the bus after I mean, just the stupid one line. You uh, you put a ding in my hood or whatever. <laughs> the stupid little things that they did oh. just made it perfect. Great cast, yeah. So yeah, oh. had, to, had to include that one. I love I love scenes that don't take themselves too seriously and actually try to parody and make fun of uh, an entire genre. So uh, I thought. It, Somebody's list had to include it. It might as well have been me. That, Absolutely. that was a perfect example. Yeah, yeah, yeah I it agree. really was. Oh man! Um, so my number six is going to be the most recent out of all these titles, um, and I cu- I didn't want to put it too high because then I feel like I would really be putting recency bias on a lot of it for myself at least. 
Um, but my number six is going to be the newest Batmobile chase from the Batman. Newest coming. I'm actually surprised it wasn't your number one. It's so it's not my number one. There's there's a reason my number one is my number one, and um, there's a couple I left off of here on purpose for reasons I'll probably get to later. Um, but this scene in particular, I didn't. I was afraid of overrating it because I think as time goes on, it's going to age really, really well. Yeah. But this. The moment it comes in this new Batman is so great because you're really into the story and now you're waiting for like more Batman elements to start kicking in. You're yeah. ready for the you're ready for the deep dive. And you got Selena coming in with the whip um in the Catwoman mask which was a, such a cool moment to to see her utilize that even for just the brief moment that she did. Um and then Batman gets hit Colin Farrell and his crew start coming at him uh, as the great penguin that he is. They go to look at the body. Body's not there. Then you hear that Batmobile afterburner start and the engines start and everything revving. And you see the glow and the Batmobile is freaking here. And that's like at that point in the movie, you're just ready for that. You're just like, feed this to me. The music behind that scene is beautiful to the point where I uh, I can't remember if I said it with you or if I said it on my own show. For a while after, I would play Fortnite. Oh, you must and me, yeah. listen to the Batman soundtrack as I was playing Fortnite. As I was dropping in, because I would immediately get six kills off the bat. Like, whatever area I'm in, I'm listening. <laughs> and just running full speed at everything I can. But the intensity of that scene is so cool because Colin Farrell at first is like, he's trying not to get shaken. And you see it. And then he's, he's getting bumped a little bit. And he's going, this guy's crazy. Like, he's starting to, like, he's starting to get into it. Like, okay, come at me. Like, all, like, I'll outmaneuver you. And then it starts taking you everywhere. They go through. Batman starts by breaking through a barrier to catch up to him, right? And then they get on the highway in the wrong section of the highway. They're doing a reverse chase the whole time. They play chicken at one point for a semi to see who's going to break first, which <laughs> Batman ends up doing. I love that. Swerving, recovering from it. And then as it's going on, you get to see this intensity more and more in Penguin's eyes. Like, this guy is not giving up. And then by the time they get stuck in that traffic where he's just like, come on, move, you see the desperation. And you see Batman staying collected. Like, he knows he's going to get him. He's just got to wait for the right time. That's the difference in the two psyches with this. Then Penguin panics, right? Causes the car accident, gets everything uh, moving in a last desperate attempt. And that one of my favorite points in the detail, too, is seeing how in the Batmobile you can see the speedometer getting faster and faster yeah. as the scene. You see the so intensity. Well yeah. it's, it's beautiful. And then Batman sees the one chance, hits that ramp on the truck, gets through that explosion. And just the way that's set up. With Penguin taking that breath and just getting cocky and starting to scream like, I got you. I beat you. And then that Batmobile coming out of the flames (laughs) and every look of hope on his face just being lost. And then it just takes that one hit at about 130 miles an hour and he's just flipped. 
that, that, that car actually goes up to 250. You know, up to 250. You see, you see the speedometer. Yeah. It goes all the way up to 250. Mm. It's, it's, like, it's like a, it's, it's, it's got beautiful. like a jet engine back mm. there. That, I mean, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Cha- um, the chassis of that, that's one of the few car facts I will be able to provide on all this. Chassis of that car was um, based on a Dodge Charger. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's one thing that I especially appreciate too is just the detail of the classic cars they could put, and then the way it ends too, right? Because Penguin's upside down, and you just see that beautiful image of Batman coming towards him. Yeah. And it's just cinematically, it's beautiful. The way it's shot, it's perfect. It will, as time goes on, this will probably end up higher on my list. Yeah, with yeah. the Batman getting out while the flames yeah. are behind him. It was probably it's, the. I mean, there there were some fighting scenes and stuff, but that was probably the best <laughs> probably the best action scene of that movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion, at least. Like the, the fighting at the end was 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 cool. It was right. it was Batman fighting, but that scene popped. Yeah. It wasn't like your traditional car chase. There was. There was a lot of emotion and tension with him. So good. Oh, uh, yeah, there was a lot of emotion, and I, I might as well get into it because that's my number five. Hey. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Perfect. And, uh, so I set you, you up so for a quick. You set me up. You know, Robert Pattinson, Colin Farrell, mm-hmm. who is completely unrecognizable. Yeah. I mean, there is—and I'm looking for him. I'm looking— Show me a little sign that it's Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. And I thought I saw it maybe, slightly— when he turned his head inside that car during that scene. That was it. Maybe a little. For the whole movie. That was it. That was the only detection I had of Colin Farrell in that movie. And the scene just, and, and, you know, your description of it was was perfect. Mm -hmm. Very But I got to tell you, it was, for me, what started to do it for me is that, the sound the car was oh, making was before the chase even began and that blue flame because Gordon, uh, Selena Kyle, you know, Penguin, they're all looking around like, what on earth? What the hell is that? <laughs> and, and so all of a sudden, you know, he's frightened. He takes off in the car. Um Grab the money, you know, and Selena grabs one of those bags. And as soon as she takes off and clicks her helmet uh, shield down, the the we're the, on, we're on. And it was just like so beautifully filmed, uh, with Pattinson being very emotional about being able, you know, getting these guys. Not as emotional as he was when he was on his way back to Wayne Towers. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But. You could see the emotion in his face during this chase, and uh, and and you know Penguin, you know panicked, you mm-hmm. know, and he's on his way out. But you know it was just so well done in that car, the beautifully modified. I guess they put other parts on that Charger mm-hmm. uh, that might belong to a Corvette as well. Yes, yeah, and uh, and so they did modify that car, which I'm telling you, the back of that car, that engine. Almost looks like it's got a jet engine. It's, on it. it's like mean, a it's rocket. Got, it's it's got that blue flame coming out of the back, and uh, you know which which you see extended just as he's getting on that ramp. Mm-hmm. You know, and for, fortunately that ramp came down when it did, <laughs> just to get him over Timed that whole it perfectly. Thing. It was just really so well done, and and because you know it made it to my number five because well you and I know. Batman's a big deal at home. Mm-hmm. So it is Batman, and it's a Batman chase, and it was probably the best 
ever, you know, as far as uh, Batman scenes go mm-hmm. uh, in terms of chases like that. Yeah. It was really so well done, you know, yeah. so, so much better than, and, you know, and I, I certainly love the, the Christopher Nolan, uh, you know, uh, Christian Bale movies. Yeah. But this was definitely by far one of the best scenes ever filmed yeah, for Batman. Agreed. Yeah, it, so. it was. It, they were great takes on both characters. Like the movies are so good separately right. because they're two different great versions of it. And by the way, Colin Farrell's driving a Maserati. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. He's driving he, a Maserati. He's a, yeah. a Quattro Porto, which in is Italian has to mean something like a four door. Yeah, you know. But um, but he's driving a Maserati, so he's he's not too shabby himself. Oh, it's great. But um, but yeah, it was it was uh, such a great chase, mm-hmm. you know. So quick story before we move on to so this came out this year. Um, this is well documented on my show, but um, I've talked about here on here that I'm a huge Batman fan. Went to go see the preview of the movie. Um, three nights before it actually opened and got to see a sneak peek of it um was super like i was i had high hopes going into it and it absolutely exceeded my expectations but when i saw this scene for the first time it ended and my first thought when it ended was i cannot wait for my dad to see this scene like, that was the first thing I couldn't stop thinking. I was like, my dad needs to see this scene. So finally, two weeks uh, after opening, we go to see it together. And I'm just waiting the whole time. I'm, I'm just like, and finally it comes and I go, Dad, watch this. And we just both sat back. And immediately when it ended, my dad starts pushing me, like just like grabbing my arm and like shaking me like that was so freaking cool. That was cool. And I just, knowing him and knowing how much he loves the classic car scenes, that was like bringing a classic car scene into a modern era. Oh, yeah. In one of the best ways you could. Well, you know Uh, me too well, son. I try. try. (laughs) All right. So as my dad mentioned, we are in our top five. Matt, you're number five choice. All right. Well- I'm at. I make uh, every every list I have. There's got to be a Star Wars. Of thing. course, there does. All right, and obviously, <laughs> it's not a car, but you know, cars aren't really a mean to transportation. True. My favorite Star Wars chase scene, and there was a couple options here, but I felt like this one was appropriate for the list. I wonder if it's the one I'm thinking. Go ahead. The one on Endor. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. The air cycles. Yeah, the speed and there's the speeder bike. The speeder bike, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Through the forest, you through the forest moon event. Oh, that's, that's it? so good. Oh, that's, that's a so great good. Chase. I, I don't think anyone will argue with that. Yeah, one. walk us through this one, sure. please. Paint the picture. So, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of tension. It's a lot of fun um, on this one, but obviously, the rebels are, you know, they, they're trying to attack the, the the base in Endor, so the Death Star force, you know, force field can kind of be broken. And a couple of stormtroopers get away, and 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 Luke and Leia are like, "Oh, we got We got to go get them." So they hop on a speeder bike. It's a really cool brother sister moment. That's really. I, cool. I really enjoy that part of it. But you know, Luke and Leia, they're, you know, they're 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 talking the whole time, and they're blasting, and, and there's a lot of cool visualizations. It's like, especially for special effects back then, and this is would have been filmed in probably '82, released in '83. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the practical effects like the the, the stormtroopers you know hitting a tree right. and getting tied up and and all that stuff it was it was 
really fun uh, to do. And of course, we got a little Luke Skywalker lightsaber action. But they just their 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 goal was just to mow down the pack, not them not let those stormtroopers go back to base. And eventually, Luke got his own speeder, and it was just it was fun. It's one of my favorite levels to play in a lot of video games. Yep, right. I remember it was oh Beverly Lanes used to be open in the falls, right where Walgreens is. They had a Star Wars trilogy arcade game and you can actually play that level you use the handles and stuff and, and you can actually play the speeder bike level and shoot at the stormtroopers and it was a it was a lot of fun but um but yeah it was between that one or the one from attack of the clones but this one had way more action in yeah there. this one i was like okay I, I gotta have one star wars one on there and it, it has to be the Endor one because it was just it was so intense and the music just again added to the tension oh it was so well done yeah it was so well done and you couldn't help but get excited and, and you know as as an artist myself um understanding and and digging into the production of that and seeing that they made these little models you know that yeah. were just created you know recreating the scenes with little models of, so of cool. luke and leia and uh and and seeing how that was all done and then you know and then compared to the uh final uh product it was just uh, it was just so well done. Yeah, I just started watching Disney Plus released. Um, oh God, what the, I can't. I don't. I can't remember what it's called, but it is a look into how they produced those effects for Star Wars. They showed them building models. They showed them how they filmed it. It was uh, all like a steady. It was really really cool. So a lot of it was steady. Um, figures. So they, for example, the Death Star or a tie. Let's say no. Let's say a Tie Fighter. So. The TIE fighter didn't move, but the camera moved to give the effect and illumination that right. it did. And they kept right. it steady. And, they, you know, it, it was so cool. Oh. It's, it's really neat to look at the behind the scenes of this. I only watched the first episode. I have to go back. There's a whole bunch more, but they just released, I think, last week or two weeks ago oh, I'll have to on Disney+. Plus. It's it's very eye-opening. That yeah. looks. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That's uh, it's fun. I love watching that stuff. You know, I saw some of that for uh, the making of, uh, I think it was Temple of Doom, one of the Indiana mm-hmm. Jones, and, and that ro- little roller coaster scene inside yeah. that, um, that, that cavern or whatever that was. Yeah. That. That was also a lot of little figurines, a lot of, of, uh, of, you know, small-scale models that were just incredibly um, precise in in their detail. And it was just so much fun to watch. And I know it's not a car chase, but again, the practical effects. Those old Godzilla movies. They were just people in suits yeah, walking right. through a giant built right. Like, how fun is that? I know. A I giant built-up city, <laughs> and you just blow it up and beat it up as much as you need to to get the job done. It's like, oh, my God. Mm. How cool. I, they're so, it's really fun to see how creative people got. It back really in the day. is. When yeah. you had to be creative, when you can't, couldn't just resort right. just to... Um, just a CGI, mm-hmm. right? These are right. you have to do these physically. And well, was... a lot of that stuff was groundbreaking too, yeah. because you've got all these talented minds in one room trying to figure out how we're going to pull this off. Mm-hmm. So, if you have someone that is that creative and able to build you, you know, scale size, you know, models of stuff, mm-hmm. just to pull off, you know, a one minute sequence. That is just an incredible talent to it have really is. at your at your disposal. So for these guys to do that and then realize, you know, there are now easier ways to do that. And so, you know, 
they're able to they were able to break some ground back then absolutely in being able to discover uh ways to do it and then figure out other ways to make it easier so really it's just a, a progression of of uh, of ways to do the same thing mm-hmm. actually yeah. but just uh in more um in a more efficient manner yeah and uh it's just amazing it's such a cool industry uh, it's awesome uh, well, that was a great pick. Yeah, thank you. Good, it really good was one. a great pick. Thank you. I love it because we're and now it gets us thinking about those things too, of those specifics with it. Oh yeah. Um, so my number five has already been mentioned. Uh, I I went back and forth because there were, you know, there are so many good ones, but I also landed on uh, Quantum of Solace, that opening car chase, and that's my number five on here. I so the first time I saw Quantum. And it opened to that scene. I was like, "Oh, so we're going full James Bond in this movie. This is like this is we're we're really diving into like a James Bond movie here because it doesn't even give you time to think about it. Not at all. You just jump in, and all of a sudden he is in this intense ass car chase with a bunch of people. You couldn't have described it better before, but he's in this intense ass car chase. You don't know why they're after him or what's going on. You just know he's got to defend himself in right. this. And he, you know he's pulling out every. Every James Bond stop, it's an Aston Martin, and like you, you need the Aston Martin if you're going to do. Well, you know, it, 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 Bond. the the Bond, the Daniel Craig Bond stories mm-hmm. were retold. Yeah, okay? yeah, they recreated and retold that character, the whole story. So you go back to early Bonds with Connery and and even with Roger Moore, um, you know, and and unfortunately, one of the most important. James Bond movies was um, the uh, George Lazenby yeah. James Bond film, which he only played he once, only one time, right? Because he got cocky and all of a sudden wanted, to, you know. In fact, so cocky that they said, "You know what? We don't need you. We're going to bring back Sean Connery," which is exactly what they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was a her Maj- on Her Majesty's Secret Service. That that was a really important James Bond movie in terms of the story yeah. of Bond. So um, when you retell these stories, when they were doing them with Daniel Craig, they were being very um, precise about his story. Yeah, and so he goes from uh, Casino Royale. And the whole thing being told um, almost almost seamlessly where the end of uh, Casino Royale ends with him catching up to Mr. White. Yep. Okay, the, the Spectre guy. And he's wearing the same suit and everything, same shirt and tie, everything for the next movie yep right in the beginning for that chase sequence when he gets out of course and you know he lets the guy out of the out of the trunk he um you could tell he's wearing the same exact thing he had on you know because i paid attention to that detail Mm -hmm. uh because he caught up to the guy actually shot him in the leg and then put him in the trunk of the car the movie picks up with him taking off while these Spectre guys are chasing him. Yep. So it, it, it really goes quite seamlessly right into the next movie, starting with that chase, which every Bond film always starts with a very dramatic 
dramatic scene. Yeah. You know, some kind of stunt. Yeah. And, uh, and the car chase happened to be that one. Sets the pace. Sets yeah, the pace. It, it sets so the pace, good. but it was really, uh, you know, it, it it was right up there with uh, one of the best uh, Bond car chases that they've ever done. Absolutely. And that's, that's why I had to pick it. I felt like... The old ones are great, but I feel like I resonate with this one more because it's a Bond movie that, like, I've been able to, like, I was able to appreciate before seeing it. I understood the lore and appreciated everything before coming into it. Right. And uh, this one was just, that chase jumping right into that was so beautiful, and that's what makes it my number one. Yeah, it it was really well done. Yeah. uh, I love that. I love the scenes through the streets of... uh, of Italy yeah. through there. Oh, you know. it's so good. All right, so we're on our top four uh, picks right now. So, Dad, lead us off with your number four, if you okay, would. Okay, number four. Boy, we're getting getting close We're now. getting the gritty. All right, my number four is another 80s film, To Live and Die in L.A. Ooh, yes. 1985, William Peterson and John Pankow. 1985 Chevy Impala F41 versus many other federally funded <laughs> Chevys. Um, let me let me. If you've never seen this movie, holy crap! It's fantastic. It has. Um, it's such an intense movie. Um, also stars Willem Dafoe. And it's uh, and he is like super villain, mm-hmm. super villain in this movie. Um, William Peterson plays a cop that um, a Secret Service cop, a Secret Service agent that is after a counterfeiter played by Willem Dafoe, who's practically untouchable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this scene, just to describe um, how this happens John Pankow plays his partner uh, both Secret Service agents that devise this scheme um, because they wanted to bust Willem Dafoe Mm. but they have to go in undercover to buy some paper right because that's what they're calling the counterfeit cash that he he prints Um, so they need a buy in so he has to give them real cash to get all this fake money, right? And um, so there's a certain amount of money he's asking for, and uh, Willem Dafoe suspects that they're cops anyway, right? So he create purposely creates the buy-in at a very high price because he knows the feds will never give you that kind of money. Oh, yeah. So, you, you know, you're wasting your time. Right. You know, go away. And so <laughs> they devised this scheme, and he was right. They weren't going to give him that kind of money. Sure, and and he uh, and w- William Peterson's character is very obsessed and very he's adrenaline driven. In fact, his character jumps off bungee jumps off bridges in his spare time. This is what he does. He's just ad- he, dr- he runs on adrenaline twenty four seven, and uh, and so he figures out this scheme that they got a tip that some. Guy was coming, meeting somebody. He's got a snitch that gave him info about some dirt bag or whatever was going to come and buy uh, some drugs off someone. And so he was coming in on a train. He figured, you know, the snitch 
which also happens to be Peterson's girlfriend. Sure. Let him in on this thing. You know, are you interested in that? And all of a sudden, he said, no, I'm not interested. But now he was suddenly interested because to him it was money. Mm. The only the money that he's after, and it, the money seemed to be the right amount that he needs. So, uh, you know, without making this sound too convoluted, he decides they're going to rip off what they term is another dirt bag, right? <laughs> um, just to get this money, right? So they're about to do something highly illegal. Yeah, and uh, they're going to rip this guy off. Meet him at a train station. He gets in on Amtrak, or whatever, and uh, they're going to whisk him off and rip him off mm. which is what they proceed to do so they take this guy they meet him they they know they find the guy they uh take him put him into the back seat of their car uh peterson's driving john panko's um in the back seat with the guy gun out on him you know and they get to some desolate area but immediately you also notice there there are guys all of a sudden following them oh jeez. <laughs> So, you know, which they don't know. So there's like all a whole team of guys following them. So they get to this desolate area and uh, they start trying to find the money. The guy had a briefcase. It's not in there. There's like old newspaper in there. He's wearing a money belt. They find mm. the money belt and they had the guy just kind of pull his pants down so he couldn't go anywhere or whatever for whatever reason. But these guys that were following them now are at an overpass un- and underneath them below the highway, below the overpass is where they are. Mm-hmm. And they spot them. These guys are feds mm-hmm. and they're all cops. Turns out the guy that they're shaking down is a cop. Oh, He's an shit. undercover cop. So all of a sudden they're and they don't know. Right. You know, he got this info from a chick who's his snitch. So <laughs> she, it's a cop that they're shaking oh, down and and they pulled over because they they couldn't find where they were. They finally spot them. Hey, they're down here. And they're, they these guys take out a high powered rifle and start kind of shooting at them. And in the meantime car hits one of the cars that's double parked there it's a freeway it's a, it's the freeway that they're on mm-hmm. and it hits the car it distracts him and he accidentally shoots the the cop the oh, undercover shit. cop so their own guys shoot their own guy right all of a sudden these guys take off the chase ensues yeah this chase is one of the most intense chases i have ever seen in hollywood right it just goes through the streets of L.A., through highways, through freeways, whatever they call them out there. And they are at one point, there's there's no way, because they're like, oh, my God, who the hell are these guys right, now? Right, you right, know, Because they're guys like, you know, because they think they got away. They got the money. They're going to get this by. They still don't know that this, they just left an undercover cop dead, right? And, then, and all of a sudden, people are coming out of the woodwork. And they're coming out of anywhere. It's like they're over bridges shooting at them, oh like God. hundreds and cars, Chevys, uh, you know, and and Peterson's driving and uh, Pankow's in the back seat and they're being shot at. And he goes, oh, who the hell are these guys? You know, I don't know. It's a bunch of Chevys, <laughs> you know, which is what, you know, and it was like, it, it's like. It's obviously cops because mm-hmm. they're all driving the same model car, right? And they're all coming at them, 
And so at one point, they're all completely surrounded by cops, and they take off. He sees, he looks around, he sees an entrance, what is actually an exit, right? And he goes, we're going this way. And even though the sign says wrong way, you know, you can't come in this way. This is an exit. And they, he goes right through the opposite direction of the cars that are all coming in. I mean, hundreds of them, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of cars coming at him. And it's uh, and it's uh, by the way, all this taking place in broad daylight. Yeah. Oh and, my god. Uh, a- after they had him surrounded, c- guns out, he takes off, and uh, and they actually they actually get away. I mean, it was just such an intense intense scene, and uh, it wasn't until uh, they got to you know, and they got away without being recognized by anyone or having being known that they were cops themselves yeah. Yeah. and that they were in the process of doing something highly illegal as cops and uh, and they eventually get to their morning meeting you know among the other officers and so they're in the briefing room and uh, they hear get this notice that this um undercover uh cop was killed in the process of some sort of um uh, transaction and and you know and they don't know who did it, but you know this is what happens when certain uh, procedures aren't followed. Blah blah blah. And these guys are now like they're like shit, freaking out. <laughs> like they're looking at each other like, oh my god. And Pankow, who is not the 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 ice water in his veins that. William Peterson as he's just looking at him going, what are we going to do? I'm mm. going to die. You know, we're going to my career's over. My life is over. So it was just really but that chase, that chase was so intense. It's been it was, a long time since I've seen that one. I have oh to watch gosh. that again. Oh my gosh. It was so good. Uh, all the cast was really good. Like I said, Willem Dafoe who had nothing to do with that scene mm-hmm. was such a great villain in that movie. He just has that look. Oh yeah, my he's goodness. He's the best. He was so good. He was really really good. Yeah. And uh and so I highly recommend at the very least Taking a gander at that scene because it's a it's a good car chase. Absolutely, as far as car chases go, I'm going to be watching a lot on YouTube tonight. Oh, I can for tell sure. you that for <laughs> sure. Like, I'm, I'm going to be up all night. <laughs> That's a great one. Good, a good one for you. Know, your, mo- your mother saw it because you know during the research, I, she looks at it, she goes, "It's so long." <laughs> I go, "That's what makes it good." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's complaining. If it's it's done too right. long. If it's done, no. if it's done right, it's lengthy. Then exactly. it's worth exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. The, yeah. This is why we do research for this category without the right. wives, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh you could say that. I now, can say you? that now. <laughs> can take advantage of that as long as I can. Oh, man. All right, Matt, you're number four. Four. My number four, uh, I've seen this movie. This came out, oh, God, probably a couple summers ago. Probably one of my favorite Will Smith movies of all time. It is Gemini Man. Hmm. All right? Uh, it's a movie where he's fighting against his younger self. Oh, yes, I remember this one. It's really cool. They did a really good job. Uh, he looks like Fresh Prince Will Smith on the other side. But they had a really fun f- battle, like a uh, chase sequence with, I, I can't remember where the city was, but... Um, some really cool stunts. You know, one of them's riding on the street. One of them's driving on a wall to chase the other one down. The younger one is hunting the older one. And uh, and just, you see a lot of cool stunts, a lot of crazy turns. There's gunfire throughout the entire thing. And uh, at the end, things it, it, there's just some really insane moves. It, it's it, the younger Will Smith 
does this move where, where older Will Smith is backed up against a car. Younger Will Smith leans on his front tire, turns the bike around, and smacks older Will Smith across the face with the back tire from the bike. <laughs> like, there's some really, really good stunts in the in this scene. Um, you know, there's cops involved and such, but this is the first time that they're kind of really face to face. That he knows he doesn't. Older Will Smith doesn't know that younger Will Smith is younger Will Smith, but right. uh, obviously that's not, not their character's name. But um, but it was just it was really neat to see something like that because I mean Will Smith's been in a lot of stellar movies, right? He's been right. in a lot of great movies, but oh, this, yeah. this one to me just felt special and different, right? Especially because he's acting against himself pretty much, right? Right. Um, and yeah, just if you could put bikes, you know, bikes, cars, whatever it is, it, you make it look cool. It stands out. And I do remember we've seen this one at the drive-in, and uh, it was it was really cool to watch. It was really fun to watch. Um, high regard for a Gemini Man movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it at all. Yeah, I, I have not seen it. Okay, that's a that's a good one. I actually was surprised at how much I liked that movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, I'm you know, I'm interested because there's movies you know you've seen because the actor and it's like, eh, but. This is one of the the ones that I felt like really strongly. His about son's Levi. not in that movie, is he? I, no, that's, no, uh, okay. no, no, because that's the other the space movie that After Earth or whatever a- that Earth, he did. Yeah, yeah. he is yeah. in that one. Yeah, is that the only one. one he did with him? Um, other than Pursuit remember? of Happiness. Oh, that's he right. Did Pursuit yeah, of Happiness that, with him back that in was, the day. Yeah, that, that was, was a good great movie. one. Yeah, that was obviously. You know, <sighs> such a uh, intense movie. Yeah, I, I'll have to catch Gemini. Man. I, I I highly recommend it. It's got a good story, good, fantastic ending. The action's really top notch. Yeah, I, I thought the story was was really cool. Yeah. So. Oh man, that sounds good. Yeah. Why do you have to slap Chris Rock? He had one of the most stainless reputations ever, really and did. now like, hey, there's a lot. Think of mental health, man. It's, I know, it's a thing. I know, it is a real thing. It's it's a thing. I mean, you know as well as I. Yeah, do, oh, but, absolutely. But uh, I don't know if his. I mean, based on what I see, I don't know if his marriage with Jade. I can't speak on what happens behind closed doors, yeah, but some but of it seems like a little, a uh, little mental abuse. A little, little, little toxic. A little toxic. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, my number four, I had mentioned uh, before with uh, my Batmobile scene from the Batman that I felt like there was some recency bias involved with that. So, um, with that, too, because it's taking a backseat, I had to include um, the aged one that I feel... Um, is the best one besides that, if I am going to put other scenes before it. So my number four is going to be um, the scene I title Slaughter is the Best Medicine. It is the um, Harvey Dent Joker Batman chase from The Dark Knight. And I, the, the code name comes from the fact that on the truck that Joker pulls up in, there is a sign on the side that says laughter is the best medicine, and he is a big old S spray-painted in front of the L. And that's when I went in my head for the first time, oh, slaughter and laughter are separated by one letter. That's interesting. <laughs> um, this for me, as far as I – it was a struggle on whether to put this one in or the Tumblr scene from Batman Begins because I do oh, love that scene. That's a fun, stealthy scene where he's getting away from the cops and you don't see that from Batman too much. Right. But this one is a – it has every cool element of Batman within it. It has the intensity of the Joker is after Harvey Dent, right? And Joker at this point has been getting everybody in this freaking movie one way or another he has been getting through. Yeah. 
and you know, at first he's he's using the Uzi, then he has the shotgun that he's trying to blast into the side of it. Then they go, he's going to need a lot more than that. Hey. And then on cue, they hand him a freaking bazooka. Yeah, yeah. And he starts disrupting every bit of traffic he can. Right. Then you get Batman pulling up in the tumbler behind him, right? And that's when now it starts to get a little bit more intense because he's right. trying to he's trying to stop everything. Um, you're still worried about is he going to get Harvey at this point? Um, and then you find you see Batman in a little bit of trouble. Uh, trouble. He gets his car really, really damaged within the scene, and that's when one of the coolest twists in this happens, where he uh kind of sheds the shell of the tumbler and then you see the bike for the first time right. within the scene. Right. And yeah. Bike Batman is I've talked about this a lot. It's one of my favorite versions oh, of him. Sure. I love when he's on a freaking motorcycle. It's so cool. But that version especially because it's so industrial and so like this is your war bike now, right? Where he's it's streamlined, he's going and one of the best little details within that is when he goes to go and the tumbler goes goodbye and he leaves, <laughs> right? right? Within yeah. that um, and it's so intense the whole way through. But the one thing that separates this from everything else for me is when he goes under the tractor trailer with the line on it, right? And they go, he missed. And then all of a sudden, the back end just goes Flips completely right up in one of the coolest scenic effects I've ever seen with them doing that. And then him hitting the wall on the bike going straight up and back. Right. That's one of the coolest landings that you could possibly capped off by the fact that Jim Gordon's still alive at the end of that scene. That scene, as a piece to how good the story of Dark Knight is, is the best Batmobile scene besides... Um, the uh, the Batman one that we've seen recently. And Dark Knight gets the crown on this one because it's the most highly regarded movie and yeah, still will right, be. Right. Is it my favorite anymore? I'm not sure. I have to go back and really intensely look at both the new one and this one and like them both for different reasons. There, right? There's so much of that that was also, uh, that made it so well um, that was that came from um what's his name uh joker yeah um, uh, heath ledger heath, heath leather heath, heath, heath ledger just really just blew that character he was i mean so he good. was just uh, incredible mm-hmm. and and that really made that movie yeah it's so um, god knows where um that movie how that movie would have turned out with anyone else playing but that him. character yeah. but he really nailed that to such a degree where it was just really you really almost you almost rooted for him in a way you know there were times during that scene specifically too where you're like why am i laughing at him right now right like i shouldn't be laughing like when he's in the when he's driving the semi he's going i like this job i like it and like you just like let out this little laugh like why am i oh he's so good you know i'm like a dog chasing a car i'm i don't know what i'm gonna do when i catch it well he was the first like villain for me that made good points for the way he was yeah Yeah. like Thanos would eventually become that in the MCU but for me like Joker would be like he kind of made you this portrayal really made you think Think. and it's like oh I don't like his methods but he does have a point he's making good points he does and I was like 
And that's why I appreciate that movie so much. Some people say that uh, the reason why it's so you know it's so heralded and Heath Ledger's the best Joker is just because he passed away. No, not too long after no. that. But no, if you look at that performance, um, it, 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 it every time you watch it, even now, when did that movie come out? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So what are we now? Same 15, years. Quantum. You know, like fifteen years later, fourteen, fifteen years later, and I still catch stuff. Well, that yeah, I didn't he catch was before. up for an Academy Award for that. He role. won it. Yeah, he, he did win it. it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Him he and Joaquin both won it for yeah. Joker. Yeah. 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 Was that posthumously? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. was. Because he, he didn't even get to see the finished product of The Dark Knight, right. which is really sad. Yeah. He would have he would have really yeah. loved what so, he saw. So, well, there you go. I mean, that's proof right there that yeah. he just blew it out of the, he was, you know. He was incredible. Out of yeah. the water. Uh, rest in peace, Heath. Yeah. yeah. Such, he a, was, such a great joker. He was amazing. He really was a talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. On to happy things. So, our number three, we're on to our top three of the okay. night. Dad, lead us off with your number three, please. All right, here we go. My number three is, if I can get my, the French Connection. Okay, so we have the the same number three, so we can talk about this. Okay, all right. 1971, Gene Hackman, Bill, the the car god Hickman. Mm -hmm. Um, Bill Hickman, 1971, Pontiac Le Mans. Versus a New York City subway train, so freaking good! My goodness, this is this chase. Um, this chase, well, takes place in New York City. Um, for those of you that don't know the movie, um, this is Gene Hackman playing a, what was a real cop back in the day, uh, Popeye Doyle. Mm-hmm. Um, Popeye was his, his nickname. Um, but he uh, he played this cop that did things and you know got the job done in any method that he could mm-hmm. you know so he you know you might call him a dirty cop but he did whatever he needed to do uh, unorthodox or not he did uh, what he needed to do to get the job done in this scene he is racing through the streets of Bensonhurst Brooklyn under an elevated track to in pursuit of a sniper that just tried to take him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it was done through without a permit through the streets of New York. Yep. So oh, this really? was filmed without a permit. Oh. And a lot of the bystanders that were filmed were exactly that. Oh, they were reacting and, 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 real yeah. time. And there, so it brings to mind a woman that was crossing a street <sighs> with a baby carriage that was you know the object of 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 suspense um during a scene where he almost ran into her and he had to swerve and uh and it was just so so intense mm-hmm. and he's and he's trying to catch up to this this um this train and the villain who is on the train of course is asking the conductor to you know, pulls a gun and tells he eventually shoots the conductor, goes up to the motorman who's operating the train and and threatens him not to stop. Yeah, he has to keep going. So at one point, he had stopped. Gene Hackman had stopped, got to the station and waited for the train to come because he beat it to the station, and he 
up there waiting and waiting the trains just going by realizing oh it's not going to stop he runs back down and gets back in his car and as a car that he confiscated that he, from someone he, else he, yeah he, he actually stopped of course you know like i said earlier they never stopped like a ford focus <laughs> you know do. it's like le mans <laughs> so he gets in this car again and chases him down it is an intense intense chase it is a classic and i mentioned bill hickman because he has everything to do with the classic cars the best car chases in that during that decade Mm -hmm. some of the best chases which i'll get into again oh Um, i know you but uh bill hickman is actually the 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 stuntman behind a lot of these chases Mm -hmm. and it's an incredible incredible ride if he's behind it it's going to be intense, yeah. and it really was a classic scene that it made. You know, anyone thinks of the French Connection, and there was a French Connection too, but n- no comparison to this one, one. with it's this car chase. It was one of the best chases Hollywood mm-hmm. ever put together. Not, okay. and not to mention when they're doing some of the uh, the shots at points, there are shots where. You know, they're driving and he's just, you know, supposed to just miss this other driver and stuff like that. And they ended a lot of the stunt drivers ended up crashing into the actual car and they left it in the final product. They were just like, no, this looks good. Let's keep like if you see how freaking beat up this car is. By the time he's done driving it, it's unreal that this thing is still freaking running. It's incredible. It just yeah. looks like he's gone through. That's one of the cool things about this chase, too. He, It looks like he has gone through hell by the time he catches right. up to him. And eventually, like, the operator passes out on the train. So the train crashes into yeah. another train. The, and like The operator has a heart attack. Yeah. And so now he can't <laughs> even stop the train if he needed to. The guy that's, that's, that's holding the the gun on him doesn't know how to operate the train so eventually the train is forced to a halt or i think maybe even crashes into yeah. a, a train that it catches up to eventually mm-hmm. but um when uh he gets out hackman's there waiting for him <laughs> yeah but yeah. it was uh, through it all it was an intense scene made more so by the fact that you later find out that the, the producers never got a uh a, a, a a permit to go through and do what they did. <laughs> so yeah, so, they would have hit that lady, man. It's, oh my goodness! It was it was just it was just beautiful the way it was eventually put together. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It came so, out as one hell of a scene. It, yeah, if you you gotta you gotta see it because for it, its era, it was it was incredible and beyond it for its really, era and beyond yeah. it was it was so good really good uh, yeah so i'm glad. that's so funny that we shared that as number 3 cuz i figured it was coming on your list oh, and i was, was waiting for it and like as soon as we got to the top 3 i was like ah, I most think we're most definitely most oh, definitely so right. good Matt, so that leaves us with your number three. My, my number friend. three was actually your number four dark knight oh yes so, nice um so it, yeah to me that's it's my favorite one because i mean there was urgency in the Batman one, mm-hmm. but there was a lot. This was a whole elaborate trap to get the Joker. They knew that, uh, you know, they made the big stink about Harvey Dent being Batman, right. and they knew the Joker was coming for him. Right. And Joker always being, in that movie, five steps ahead. 
Yes. Right. right. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna light a f- uh, a fire truck on fire, so they have to go underneath, or underneath uh, the, un- right. the underpass. Right. And I think my favorite part of this movie, as much as I love the music for the Batman chase scene, there is none for this. Yes, that's a great. So element sometimes of that. you can sometimes you can kind of predict what a scene is based on the tone, um, the rhythm of the music. You can kind of you can kind of predict it a little bit. Right. This one had so much unpredictability with. No music. I thought, from a psycho, uh, a psycho, a psychology standpoint, it it added to it. It, it made it seem darker. Right. Yeah. It, it made it mm-hmm. seem a lot darker. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, you know, in, in the end of it, when when he's firing the machine gun and and he's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, and, and Batman wouldn't hit him. Yeah. He, he kept to his morals and wouldn't hit him. It was oh, it's it's my yeah. Oh, that's, it's so that's, good. That to me is my favorite Batman scene of all time. Um, any of the movies, any of that, I, I thought it was just so well done. It captured, uh, it just it just captured so much of uh, you know, and, and that really is an excellent point about the uh, the soundtrack having no music, right? Because there's so much that music obviously fills fills in mm-hmm. as far as emotion, yeah. And depending on the music, that's the kind of emotion that you're going to get from it, and it could lead to a different spirit in that scene mm. and not having music leaves it up to the viewer and the and and it the intensity of the scene it, it leaves it up to the viewer to kind of fill in the blanks without that music oh. e- emotionally it was it just and yeah, it, it really so is a very good point like because just, that's that's uh, seldom seen yeah you know right. in uh, in any scenes like that yeah. you usually have some sort of track that's going to help fill uh, a, a little bit of the intensity and uh and 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 have it peak to a certain absolutely uh, kind of uh, emotional uh peak oh, yeah. but um but yeah not having any music that's cuz i i love music soundtracks like that's i i listen to that more than stuff on the radio like right. i i legit right. invested in movie soundtracks i i have played the crap out of star wars soundtracks and video game soundtracks oh sure mm-hmm. i listen yeah. to them all the time and it just that quiet like not quiet but just yeah it just Joker seemed darker with no music like, behind it. Yeah. Like he just, I'm like, this is really intimidating. Yeah, mm-hmm. nothing, yeah. no emotion. He's trying to shoot down this truck, and uh, yeah, it it just, it was, it was intense. Yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah, and with Heath Ledger, you know, at the helm there because yeah, it, let's face it, that scene was practically controlled by Heath Ledger, by Heath, yes. yeah, um, as opposed to Batman, right? Um, and so it was really. It's such a great scene. Yeah. You also have, (laughs) this is just a selfish nerd thing, you also have that great picture coming out of filming that scene where they're on the street and Heath Ledger is skateboarding. Have you ever seen this? He's skateboarding because Heath Ledger used to skateboard all the time, and he's doing a kickflip over Christian Bale in the Batman suit. (laughs) Right. So there's a picture out there of Heath Ledger, full Joker makeup, Doing a kickflip on a skateboard over Christian Bale, just laying on the ground. Is that right? I swear to God, I'll find I'll, it and send it to yeah, you. Yeah, you got to send it to it's, me. I'd it's like to it's see an that. incredible photo, but just <laughs> it, it, that that scene. Um, yeah, like you said, the lack of music is beautiful, and with a guy like Hans Zimmer on your keys for that, you know that 
they did that so specifically oh, he's and the so best. blatantly. For Can you that. imagine he's telling that best. man, "No, we don't want your music for right <laughs> for this scene." No. But it, but it works so well because like you you brought that into a great light because then you have no music, no music, and then when Joker gets out, you start hearing that violin note that you hear that really long drawn bit. out yep. like that. Well, there's only a handful of composers, yeah. Hollywood composers that really have done it for me over time. Yeah. And uh John Williams, of course. Naturally. You, know, you have to include him. John Barry. John Barry, who absolutely. Did a lot of the early and well into, you know, everything from uh, all the early Bond films to to uh to um, Dance with the Wolves, mm-hmm. you know, did so many. A Stallone movie. He did uh, um, did the, uh, not the professional, it was uh, a Stallone Hitman movie oh, with, uh, with, uh, with Sharon Stone. And I can't recall the name of the movie now. I, yeah. But that Matt was, that was, gotcha. that was John Barry. Um, and it was great. The movie, not so much, but the soundtrack, beautiful. Um, <laughs> Specialist? And, and you the got specialist. The, specialist. the specialist. That's it. Um, and uh, Goldsmith, Jerry Goldsmith, yep. was another one. And Hans Zimmer, he's yep. right up there yeah, with absolutely. those guys. That's like uh, almost like the four horsemen. That'd be a fun list to do. Oh, that'd be with movie composers at some point. Movie or just Woo! just like pop culture Th- that, composers. I that, love that. That would be a good that's one a good because list. TV, that, movies, video games, everything's yeah, everything like everything's that. Yeah, online. yeah, yeah. You know that would be good, man. That'd be. That'd be, wow, to whittle that down to 10. That'd be intense. Man, this has been such a fun conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I've been enjoying the heck out of this. You yeah, this is great. <sighs> Man. This is so good. Uh, you know, and now we get to the point where we're realizing each other's, you know, where we rank yeah, in this. some of the same same subjects. A lot of them I are pretty it. close. A lot, a lot of our commons are pretty close to each other. Right I'll now. say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that being said, we're up to our last two. So, Dad, your number two of greatest car chases of all time. My number two is the Seven Ups. Oh yes, the one you you sent me this one. The Seven Ups, nineteen seventy three, Roy Scheider, Bill Hickman, back in this one, nineteen seventy three, Pontiac Ventura versus another Pontiac, nineteen seventy three, Granville. Bill Hickman is seen as the driver in the villain car. Yes. All right. So it's a classic good guy chasing bad guy through the streets of New York City. And man, and this is Roy Scheider um, who is doing the chasing. He's uh, the seven ups. The premise behind the seven ups is a um, it's a uh, unit of cops that are. if you're busted by them, you're going to get at least seven or more years mm, in jail. Okay. All right. So the seven and up. Ah, the I seven see. ups. I, it makes sense. Um, and that's what they call their unit. Um, they are pretty dirty cops, so they're going to do use whatever method they could to uh, do what they feel is justice. Um, in this scene, uh, Roy Scheider is assisting a police officer that just had just been a fellow cop that had just been shot. Right. And it's in a parking garage. And as he's assisting him, the this car, you hear the ignition go on and immediately take off. And it just revs right out. And it's the guys that did the shooting. Because mm-hmm. they didn't know where they were, but he's assisting them. 
and all of a sudden that car takes off and it had to do it fast because it's going to be obvious it was them. Mm. And so he immediately jumps in a car and uh, and is in pursuit. And it was an intense chase. Oof. And it was, it was really good. It was really a classic, um, a classic chase that probably uh, lended its um, scenery and its 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 um, style to maybe Driver, the video game. Oh yeah, and a lot of those uh, that that game in particular, which is why I was so fond of it. Uh, had a lot of that stuff in it with mm-hmm. the hubcaps flying off and you know stuff like that. It was just really so well done. Uh, and again, through the uh, this time in the streets of New York City, and it was really, um, uh, it was really beautifully done mm-hmm. uh, through Manhattan right into the West Side Highway and heading toward the George Washington Bridge. And it was really and. Uh, you know, well, I, I don't want to spoil it, but if you watch the scene, you know, it doesn't turn out the way uh, you hope it would. So it's, uh, but it does turn out, you know, it does end in a very intense way. Oh. Uh, but it is an excellent, excellent car chase. Definitely right up there with, at the very near the top of the list. Yeah, that one I had never seen before before you sent me it, and it was it blew me away. It was like one of the more... You get used to seeing some of the classics. This was a classic that I had never right. seen. And I'd like to think that Roy Scheider did some of his own driving. Yeah. Bill Hickman, without question, because that's what he did. That mm-hmm. was his... He was a stunt driver. He was a stunt man, but his... Uh, his specialty was driving, mm-hmm. and uh, and and he was absolutely behind the wheel um, with the bad guy. Yeah, and it was really a very very intense scene. Mm-hmm. And in the during that era, they seemed to like Pontiacs a lot. Right, you know. Yeah, wonder what changed. That's weird. Well, you know, <laughs> cars change. You, you look at a Malibu back then, and you look at it today. It's True. not nearly the car that it was. A Malibu used to be a muscle, muscle car. car. Right. Um, it's. I don't see it as that anymore. You know. So the, a lot's changed as far as the vehicles themselves. You know, over time. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, the Pontiac was uh, certainly Bill Hickman's uh, chase car of choice. So um, that's a. It's a good one if you can catch. The Seven Ups. Yeah. Check out that scene. That it's, scene's uh, on YouTube, too, so it's yeah. easy to find. One, one of the best car chase scenes, classic car chase scene, uh, and it was one of the best ever filmed. I love it. Oh, so good. Yeah. See, you still are exposing me to more and more and every and day. And Roy Scheider, pre-Jaws, because most people will oh, yes. remember Roy Scheider from Jaws, you know, right. with Steven Spielberg. And uh, and so that's when he really became famous. But before that, he was doing a lot of films with, like, uh, you know, with Gene Hackman and Tonio Lobianco and a lot of these 70s names that were uh, that equated with movies, cop movies, mm-hmm. uh, mob movies, you know, that, that kind of thing. But uh, this was... Um, Definitely a good Roy Scheider film. Absolutely. I highly recommend checking out that scene to everybody out there if you haven't seen it. Uh, great number two, Dad. That's that's a really good way to get us started with these last ones. Uh, Matt, your number two entry. All right. So this one, in my opinion, is the best pure car chase, at least on my list, but maybe of all time. All right. Uh, the movie is 
called Baby Driver. Do you ever see it? I have sure seen have. it, and I love it. Okay, I the openings. I mean, there's obviously you can, there's a lot of scenes in that movie where we can we can use the opening scene. Really, like it, it's really cool how it sets the the, the the tone of what this movie's like. Right, they they get out of the bank robbery, and you know he's listening to music, and and I think it's John Bernthal's character is like that way, and he backs up, mm-hmm. and like it, it was just it made me want to drive my car really fast <laughs> unfortunately i don't know if my car could handle that um I, I don't think it could it might blow up break i don't know but it was so cool uh, just the scenery and it just oh it, it, i liked how every time he shifted or he slammed on the brakes they showed that action right uh, yeah to see it. and i mean it, it's a classic car chase you know police car chase and and, and it it went in rhythm with the background music, it sure too. did. In fact, almost the whole movie was um, was had uh, uh, it was in rhythm with the soundtrack. Yeah, uh, so that's what made it so entertaining too. It was, so it was just really yeah. I just yeah. rewatched it this morning. I watched it for the first time. I don't know when it came out, but I watched it for the first time maybe two years ago. Uh, I think it was the summer that COVID hit, and I was just watching everything I could. And, and that movie came out. I was like, wow. This is really fun. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a big car guy. Like, if I see something really cool, I appreciate it. But, right. like, it again, I just, it, it, it was it was so intense. Like, everything. The brakes. My favorite part of that was when they were trying to roll out the spike strips. Oh, yeah, yeah, The opening yeah, yeah. scene. And he, he, like, does some kind of, like, Tokyo drift thing. Right. And shifts his yeah. weight. And he doesn't get hit with the thing. With the with the with the spike strip, he knocks it into the police car. Right, I was right. like, "This is ridiculous," but I, I love it. Yeah, I love it. it. Great. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. it was great. So. I watched that with uh, John. We saw it in the theater. Yeah, actually, I remember you guys did. Yeah. See, so one of the things that I'll uh, when we get to honorable mentions, there's more of this, but. I've seen that scene that you're talking about, but I didn't put it on my list because I've never seen the whole movie. I got you. So because of that, I didn't want to, you know, I I feel like I need the whole picture within it, but that scene is so freaking cool. It is. Like every little detail in it is so beautiful and so sharp. Yeah. And I can can absolutely see why you would put it so high on your list. That's a really good pick. I mean, it's not even in my top 50 movies of all time, but that scene just stands, that scene in Car Chase is just so well shot and so well done. I, uh, I it would have been. I think it would have been inappropriate for me to not put it on. Here. Absolutely, uh, I think it's well deserving. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so my number two is kind of a cheat, and I will openly admit that because I'm not necessarily counting one chase for this, um, like one in particular. I'm counting the whole movie. I'm talking about Mad Max Fury Road. Nice. When I saw this freaking movie, it blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. And I just think so. George Miller has done a great job with the Road Warriors and the Mad Maxes and everything like that. But to come back after so much time and put forth such a beautiful project, he was able to translate a lot of what he did that made him so successful with the Mel Gibson movies. And put it right into our era without having to change a whole lot. And he made it look gorgeous. The, everything about that movie, it's a beautiful wasteland. Like the entire time you're going through and you're infatuated by what you're going to see next. But the, what makes that movie so good is because the whole thing is one big chase. 
constantly you're seeing headlights behind them you're hearing the cars catching up to them and you can't sit still that entire time the entire movie you're just like holy crap they're catching up they're catching up they're catching up and um in doing my research for this i looked at some of the other road warriors because like uh in particular um number two has a particularly awesome chase scene within it where they pull out all the stops and do a little bit of everything yeah you you mean the old uh mel gibson yes yeah yeah. okay um but for fury road it just was the same thing but the stakes were so heightened and so great for that entire movie and it just it felt between the weather between the people it just all felt intense and that everything anything could happen at any little moment within that yeah so i couldn't just pick out one specific part of it because i felt like it was all so integral to each other but mad max fury road landed at my number 2 for just best car chase because of the stakes throughout the entire movie and because they don't stop freaking moving well, it was a constant, time. yeah, it was a constant, like you said, a constant car chase. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, and, and the cast of characters are just, just out of this world, you know. The and, guy playing the guitar the whole time yeah. on the on the thing is just amazing. Yeah, it's, it, it really is fun. Um, you know, a lot of those, uh, the, those two, um, you know, Road Warrior and uh, Mad Max were, uh, for me, two classic uh great great thrillers you know um the car chases were super intense i've never been too uh big on apocalyptic type movies sure i enjoy them but um there's something about them that um you know, it's almost like it's almost exhausting mm-hmm. and you almost feel exhausted by the idea of the constant search for a little space or a little bit of, I don't know, water or, you know, whatever it is. And, and gasoline, obviously, yep. being the premium that it is for those movies, being the, the subject of what you need um, to keep going. Um that to me almost it was almost like an exhausted mm-hmm. uh kind of kind of uh premise that that they're after but at the same time it was highly entertaining it was so good you know, it really was a lot of fun to watch these characters just come out of the woodwork trying to throw off you know uh Mel Gibson's game and it was really just such a such a back and forth you know because at one point it feels like you know all these other characters are going to have a beat, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden, you know, and and then it uh, it 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 feels like it may never have an end. Yes, yeah, too, you know, because they're obviously not going to change the world the way it is now, but uh, but it really is kind of satis- satisfying in yeah. the end. Oh, especially you know? with that one, yeah. it really just yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so that's my number two. Before we get to our number ones, Dad, do you have a few honorable mentions you want to quickly go through? I, I do. And actually, Baby Driver 2017, that was one of them mm-hmm. um, because it really is. So that was, you know, I was happy you said that, Matt, because it really is such a great, entertaining ride uh, through the whole movie, really. And I particularly enjoyed the fact that they... Um, they paired it with music and mm-hmm. created this whole um, 
the these scenes with these musical backdrops that really made it almost a musical in a way. Yeah. It did. You know? Oh, it was so fun. Um, because so fun. when every movement that he made was in rhythm with the beat and he with those headphones in his uh in his ears, I thought that the that that gal of his that he met up uh, I thought she was cute as heck, you yeah. know, and made a good pair for him. Um and so it was it was really and it was a good cast, yeah. you know. I really enjoyed John Bernthal's character. Um and uh and so it really uh made my honorable mention because the driving in that was really quite brilliant. It was actually. Um another honorable mention, I have a, a couple more. Um I've got let's see. Uh Mission Impossible Five Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. That's Definitely a good one. among them, but probably my best honorable mention would be Ronin with Robert De Niro, yeah, nineteen ninety-eight. We um, Ronin, uh, Robert De Niro, Gene Reno, and Natasha McElhorn, nineteen ninety-eight BMW E thirty-four five versus a Peugeot four hundred six. It was. An intense chase. It was great. That went right through uh, the tunnels in Paris, France, and um, it was just really the the and the premise behind that movie was this team of of thieves that were put together by uh, the actress Natasha's character, um, and then got to the point where they couldn't trust each other. Mm. So now they're like. Everyone's keeping an eye on the other, but there was a a couple of intense chases. But that one chase, this one chase that I th- that we saw, we just watched was it, yeah. just um, really quite intense. So yeah. that certainly made uh, an honorable mention, and only an honorable mention because Robert De Niro, who was behind the wheel of that car, looked like he was shitting a brick. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> he, he looked terrified. He was like, today. "Holy moly!" He looked like he was scared to death uh, the whole time he's he's sitting there behind the wheel, and that's kind of like. It made it kind of comical, but the chase itself. And when you look at Natasha, she's he's chasing her, and she looks so intense and really so cool. And it was just it made it kind of kind of funny, you know. And you know, in contrast to Robert De Niro looking so um, freaked out by being in the middle of this chase. So, so good, uh, yeah. So th- that's my. Those are my honorable mentions. I love it. Matt, your honorable mentions. So I got a few myself. Uh, the Terminator 2 one that you mm-hmm. mentioned, had to have that one. Very uh, good. The Batman, for Excellent. obvious reasons, very intense, very mm-hmm. fun. That Star Wars one from Episode 2, and they're chasing uh, uh, the bounty hunter's name is Zam Wessel. She tried to assassinate Senator Amidala. Yes. And they chase her through the streets of Coruscant. Anakin does that thing where he jumps off the, the, the his own speeder, lands on theirs, and crashes it with his lightsaber. Um, let's see. I had a couple other ones. Okay, this is a really funny one. Anybody remember the movie Rat Race? Yeah, Rat I do. Race. I do remember. Oh that. my oh, god! What a cast! I don't know why this one stands out so much to me, but uh, but in one of the scenes, I forgot. Oh, what, John Lovitz, his character and family are like they're in a van. They're 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 heading. I forgot what preceded it, but they get, no. He burns his finger. On like a on like the smoker the the smoke igniter in the car, mm-hmm. and he I think he flips off. 
I think I'm pretty sure it was him. He flips off like a biker, and all the bikers start attacking their van with his wife and kids in it. <laughs> it was just so goofy and over the top. As only John Lovitz could could present. <sighs> but so um, good. but that one, and then probably my last one would be the first Jurassic World. Again, kind of fall in line with with Lost World um, when they're running at, after the. Uh, uh, oh God, I can't re- remember the name, but they're on the bikes with the Raptors. Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What yep. a cool scene. Yeah, that is a cool scene. That was like That's the great. final, like the, when uh, they were advertising that movie. That was like the last scene they showed off in the commercial. I was like, this is this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yeah. is really cool. Oh, for sure. So that one, and, uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, when they're chasing the Vision's body. Uh, Ooh, yeah, Ultron's that's a good the, one. The big tractor trailer, and they're chasing after that. So those are my honorable mentions. I was trying to think of good Marvel ones today, and I couldn't think of a There's bunch. Not that's a really good one. A whole lot. You probably have to go look at some of the older ones, like uh, maybe Ghost Rider had a couple good ones, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of them aren't very vehicular. That's not really their mo. I, I almost did. I thought about Deadpool, but it wasn't really a car chase. He was just jumping. Car yeah, to car. yeah. Yeah, so, those are those are all good ones. Thank you. What about you, bud? Um, so, like I mentioned before, the other guys is going to get an honorable mention for me because that scene at the beginning is just fantastic. Sure. Baby Driver's also going to get an honorable mention for me because I have not seen the whole movie. Um, the original Italian job is going to get a shout out for me That's because a good it's one. it's not necessarily like they're not running from too much. They're completing a heist, but it's. Just this great line of Mini Coopers All that is, minis, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's just the best. Um, and I also wanted to shout out one that um, kind of gets um, lost in the mix because it's not as in your face and it's more stealthy. Um, but Ryan Gosling in the movie Drive. Um, oh my goodness. In that beginning scene where oh, he's yeah. stealthily getting away from the That cops. is a great That's scene. That's beautiful. That's almost artistic the way they do it. That. It really is. And, you know, I, I found myself actually, you know, it, it was kind of, I found myself like it was intense. It was like, yeah, you were kind of like. Even though it was very quiet and subdued, there's no crashes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was heart pounding, yeah. nonetheless. It was one of those scenes you felt like you couldn't talk during. Right. Like, like there's so much, like, you have right. to be so quiet that, like, you yourself as a viewer have to be, like, just sitting. Yeah, like, he was very cool in it, you know, and it was very much like I almost felt like I had to find a scene in. Uh, in the transporter, you know, oh, yeah, in any yeah. of those movies that might fit, but there was there weren't really chases per se, not a ton, um, not really. Um, maybe in the beginning, in the very first one, actually, when they uh, complete the heist and then uh, take off, yeah, and he's he's eluding the cops, but that kind of felt. That Ryan Gosling movie felt a little bit like that. Yes, he was very, very much mu- very specific about. You know these uh, specifications of the car and everything that he needed in order to complete his task. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy that he goes to that um, who who is that star that oh, has shit. all the customized cars for him? But that was just mm-hmm. very transporter like. Yes, you know, very Jason Statham type of of scene with him. It was and, really cool. Uh, and Ryan Gosling is cool as a cucumber as well. So. He, he's awesome yeah. in everything he's, he's in. He's pretty good. And then a uh, special shout out to Smokey and the Bandit too because that's one of... You oh know. yeah, talk about long chase. Yep. That's beginning, that's to, beginning end. to end. That's yeah. a big one. But yeah. you know, the Bandit's always one of the the big guy, the most revered Probably the there. smartest thing. And, and, here, and another Pontiac, right? Mm-hmm. The car of choice or many of those chases which um, they donated and they went through about 
seven or eight of them. No way. Uh, they awesome. they went through a bunch of them that they wasted in the process of making that film. But the Pontiac Firebird spiked that year that movie came out. <laughs> oh, I can so imagine. So it was the smartest thing that Pontiac could have ever have done uh, because – they donated those cars, but reaped the rewards later on. Yeah, you oh, see, sure. you see so. people holding on to Firebirds for this day. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot in people's like garages. They just keep them as oh, collector. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and, oh, and so you good. can't help but think of uh, Smokey, you know, in the Bandit movies because that that's where you know they really uh, promoted those cars. Yeah, sure. exactly. All right. Without further ado, let's move on to our number one. Okay, Dad. So, I already know. So, th- knowing you, I already knew what this, this was going to be at gonna the be beginning. This is not going to be a surprise for anybody. But, like, I want you to set this up because you can explain this better than anybody okay. else on the planet. So, my number one is uh, is uh, a, a chase scene driven by a guy that really did this for a living. He was passionate about being behind the wheel of a car, driving fast, and he was one of the coolest, coolest, can't say enough about Steve McQueen, Mm -hmm. being the coolest actor uh, in Hollywood, probably in my opinion, maybe even cooler than Clint Eastwood, and I think Clint Eastwood's pretty darn cool. Um, Steve McQueen in Bullet. This is the grandfather of all car chases in yes. Hollywood. Yes. 1968 with Bill Hickman again of course driving the uh 1968 Dodge Charger of course uh, uh McQueen drove the uh 68 Ford Mustang which was a uh a Shelby uh fastback actually with the with the little um uh with, with the uh blinds the the slats on the back windshield um and it was just the best, you know, to me, it's the classic car chase that really was model the model for all the other car chases that came to be in Hollywood, really. Um, it was uh, a great scene that started out very, um, very subdued yeah. with them first scoping each other out as he's getting into his car, about to start it. After sitting in a in a taxi for most of the afternoon with Robert uh, with uh, Robert Duval, who which was an early scene for Duval as a cab driver, gets out. Duval lets him off, goes to get in his car, and he spots the Dodge Charger, mm-hmm. which are these guys that he's been after. And this uh, is the Mustang for reference. It's oh, that's pretty. It's, it's a great great car. And, uh, of course, you know, the Ford Mustang, my one, my favorite car. And uh, he gets in, spots these guys, and he immediately begins a very quiet pursuit of uh, just to see where these guys are going. And it's uh, we're talking San Francisco, mm-hmm. lots of hills, and um, he eventually uh, catches uh, up to the car. He's fairly close right behind the car, and uh, Bill Hickman behind the wheel of the Dodge Charger, uh, black trench coat, black leather gloves, driving gloves, and um, at the light, they're stopped at the light, he uh, clicks on his Mm seatbelt, right? He's about to take a left turn, and he just 
immediately skids right off to the roar of this engine that is just in, so freaking cool. Uh, takes, a, takes a left, and McQueen is left standing there as cars are trying to, he's trying to get past cars that are proceeding past him and trying to get behind that guy, trying to make that left turn, eventually makes it, and it's the beginning of, a, of the most, uh, one of the most intense car chases that see now what makes this so great is that there you can argue that some of the chases that i've already mentioned might be even better Mm -hmm. okay because they took place with bill hickman right right they took place after the steve mcqueen bullet chase so one can argue that well hickman must have felt there were ways to improve what we just saw in bullet sure in another movie and he's probably right. Right. He probably did improve with some of those other chases. But prior to that, no one had ever seen a chase like this in Hollywood. Got to mm-hmm. start somewhere. And, and that's where that's what makes this so good because you got to put yourself in that time frame and understand that no one had seen this. This is like, you know, seeing Elvis for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like what on earth do we have here? And that's what it was like. Um, so uh, Steve McQueen, of course, being behind the wheel himself, quite visibly behind the wheel. And, um, you know, being a, a, a race car driver, amateur race car driver himself, mm-hmm. he um, he had every bit to do with this. Uh, these cars were wired. So even back then. They were wired to uh, with sensors so that if there was any sort of fracture that popped up on in the chassis somewhere along the line mm-hmm. during the chase, um, they can attend to it and then continue. But it was um, really, you know, it was one of those um, groundbreaking scenes mm-hmm. for that kind of uh, action that um, Hollywood had never seen. And so... That was the beginning of that, and so for that reason, uh, Bullet is is among many uh, car chase fans is is the granddaddy of all. It is, and you know I didn't include it on my list specifically to uh, out of respect for you too, because <laughs> this is one that. I I consider this in my head as the best car chase of all time. Okay. I do. Yeah. It it's I didn't put it up within my favorites because I know what that scene means to everything I've seen beforehand. Right. And right. when I think of car chase scenes, I think of Bullet immediately. Right. That's the one I start with and that always will be. So out of that principle, I almost felt like it's unfair to put it on this because that's the skeleton I have for right. all of these. Right. So I knew that was going to be your number one, and I knew no one well, could yeah. knock out that description better than you could. It was it was uh, it was it's, well done. It was, and again, it was the first time that anyone had seen that. I remember the, the way I felt when I saw it, and it was um, it was quite intense, and uh, and it was really you know, it, I, I don't I think it'll be hard to beat that in the minds of just understanding how original it felt yes so it's hard to beat the original but um like i said um hickman probably improved with the seven ups that was a hell of a car chase yeah um you know and uh the french connection again 
hell of a car chase. So those are two examples of where they probably improved on bullet, especially a chase that is chasing a, a train. Yeah, exactly. Know, overhead. Um, so when you think about that, um, you know, it, it's, it's, you could probably look at those scenes and wouldn't be blamed if you felt they were better. Mm-hmm. But because of its originality, bullet stands alone as, as my number one. I agree. I agree. That's a great choice. That's cool. I like the reason why you had it because it was the original. Because, I mean, me being a big Star Wars fan, right? We look back at A New Hope and that lightsaber battle. While it wasn't the most exciting by a long shot, right. there was it was still the original. Exactly. Everything that came after that was based on that. Right. So I right. really like the reason why you, you put that one as yeah, number one. It's so good, good. Yeah, Matt. Your number one, please. So my number one was your number two. Ah, I saw it in your face when I said it. It's like son of a bitch. I thought I had it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had it. Mad Max Fury Road. Um, again, the, like Mad Max World is so over the top and zany. Like it's so goofy. I didn't want to go to the movies to see it, but my friends like, come on, please. Let's. We, like, I haven't seen you. Let's go. So we went. We were seen at the Galleria Mall, and I was just like, what is this? Like it was right. so cartoonish so good. in a sense but it, i mean literally the whole movie took place they, they they drive away and then they drive back like if you simplify it that's what they did right but this final battle on the way back home yes against the morton joe and his his group of you know goons uh and they were spraying their face and right. stuff and right. and all that stuff it was cool it was so it was i mean the, just some of the the violence was was top tier Right. right, it was just right. top tier. Um, that's why I said Baby Driver was the best, pure. But this one had the action. Right, this one had the right. action. It was an extensive action scene. It was probably, it might have been close to forty minutes. Right, it was a big chunk of the movie. This last little bit, but there was so much going on. Yeah, oh, it uh, was intense. Yeah, there was so a much. Lot going the on. music. I mean, they, they, there's the dude who whose job is literally to play music for the entire caravan. Right, uh, at top of it, he ends up dying. Like it was. Oh, it was so crazy cool. Um, I was blown away by it, and, I was, and I'm actually really sad that they haven't tried to continue that in any form or fashion. Yeah. I don't know if it did well um, at the theaters. I don't know if it did well, but I thought Tom Hardy was a interesting take on, on – you know, Tom Hardy brought an interesting take on the Mad Max character. Right. Yeah. But I felt like there could have been more. Um, I felt like there could have been more. I just – I don't know if people responded to it well. It was well-received from what I remember as far as, like, critically because it got, like, seven Academy Awards that year. So yeah. it, I so for the effect-wise, I know at least, like, it got that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I wish they would have done something a little bit more because I thought Tom Hardy was a great addition to that world. I thought so, too. If you're going from Mel – if you got to go to another Mel Gibson guy, like a Mel Gibson type, Tom Hardy is absolutely the well, guy you can kind of go to. That's the thing. I think that Tom Hardy would probably be want want to go away from that, sure, you know, and not be another Mel Gibson and bring his own twist mm-hmm. right. into the character. It's hard you know? to be a replacement one. Like I, I'm sure, right. like I wasn't around when the, when Bond started switching actors. Uh, you know, originally started switching actors, but it's a big deal and it's a tough act right. to follow. Right? Yeah, you right. know, Indiana Jones. Right, right? people were talking, oh, who's going to be the next Indy after Harrison Ford goes away? And everyone's like, we don't want that, right? Chris right. Pratt should be. Mm-mm, no, this role dies with me. Right. Um, 
that's and I'm sure Hollywood will find a way to go around, work around that eventually. But um, but it's it's that's a tough act to follow. Right? Yeah. Gibson. Yeah. I mean, that's some of Gibson's finest work right there is the Mad Max. Yeah, it, it, those are big shoes to fill, especially when you consider that it was his claim to fame. Absolutely, and it projected him into the limelight uh, on an international scale. Uh, I, I believe. Uh, the Road Warrior started as a small budget film. Right. Yeah. And so, like, you know, people, you know, before or after him, it eventually became something much bigger and uh, projected him into an is- international film star. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, having said that, does Tom Hardy actually want to try to fill those shoes or be his own? You know, version, right? Version of uh, of Mad Max, um, and and I think that he would go for the latter. You know, I think he would want to be uh, knowing the type of actor he is. I think he'd want to kind of create his own profile mm-hmm. of that character. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. And I was I was wondering if you were going to pop up <laughs> with it because we're same generation, so. It it seemed to make sense that you would choose that oh, too, yeah. but I'm glad like you said, did. I mean, like I said about like like uh, Baby Driver, like you know that's not even a top fifty movie. Like I wouldn't say Mad Max Fury Road is a top seventy five or one hundred movie in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But I acknowledge that that car chase was absolutely that, that, that car chase scene was so good. It's certainly worthy of mentioning, and I think it really is a very uh, you know just imagine the budget on that film compared to the budget they had for say War- Road Warrior. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, uh, it, it just all the destruction and all the details that went into some of the effects. You know, they've got not just because they've got. You know, stuff happening in the air as yeah, well. You yeah, know, which is something to consider too. Um, so, and all all of those characters, all of the gadgetry that they created, it was all you know pretty incredible, and uh, and certainly not uh, a low budget film by any sense. Mm-hmm. So, it, it really was um, quite creative and and very intense. Yeah, and I loved his version of. Uh, of of uh, Mad Max, yeah, you know, and and uh, what's her name uh, in that Charlize as Theron. well, Charlize Theron, yeah, you gotta love her. I mean, she is oh, one she great, heck though. of an actor, yeah. Uh, so it was it was really um, it was a good choice on your part, thank yeah. You, thank you, absolutely, for, for thank number you. one. So um, my number one is a lesser known movie. I know you've seen this scene before because I've shown you it. Um, and Matt, last year, the first time I was on the show, I mentioned this movie before. So my number one is from a movie called The Raid 2. It's an Indonesian film. Okay. It's I an action movie. It's like a martial arts oh, movie. I know this movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's about um, – the premise is an undercover cop who's um, in this drug ring and trying to like fill, figure everything out from the inside. So uh, not a lot happens to a certain point, and then – the uh, the regular boss's son kills uh, his dad and becomes the new mob boss and realizes that this guy is an undercover cop. So he has him uh, knocked out, and he has this one cop within a black SUV, um, like a four-door, uh, and another undercover cop who has been working for the same people who it's unknown that he's an undercover is following the car to try and help him out eventually. Right. So this freaking chase 
is so cool for a lot of reasons. One, the cop that's following is under a lot of the gunfire and the pursuit from these cars. Meanwhile, in the main car, the under the main undercover cop, the main character, has woken up and he's fighting five guys at close combat sitting in the middle seat while they all have him surrounded doing some of the coolest martial arts shit within close proximity that you can do. <laughs> so there's this great fight going on within the car, and then they're transitioning seamlessly from the car to the other car getting shot at and having to outmaneuver all these other guys. So there's so much going on within this. And then you look into how they shot this scene, which is the craziest part to me, where at points the director is outside the main car filming the hand-to-hand combat, right, in this cart, and he has the camera, and he's in his own separate cart, and then he lets the cars pass so he can get the shot of the other car coming, and it's in Indonesia, so um, driver uh, uh, steering wheel is on the right side of the car as opposed to the left. Right. So... He pans back to this car. Meanwhile, in that car, in the passenger seat for their side, a man is disguised as the passenger seat of a car for filming purposes. So he hands it off to this guy who is now filming the other guy trying to evade all these other shooters (laughs) disguised as the passenger seat sitting next to him. So for, for this reason, I loved hand-to-hand combat, and you guys know that. It's, like, one of my favorite, like, sporting aspects, and I just love it in any movie. Yeah. So it combines that element perfectly with the chase element. And then when you look into how it was shot, you get so much more respect for how they were able to do it because of how creatively they had to think to get that stuff done. Right. And it's so in, the whole scene is so intense back and forth. It's about I think like a seven to eight minute scene, and it just keeps you like so focused on are these guys going to get away with it? There's this brutal point at one point where the other undercover is driving straight kind of towards this barrier and maneuvers at the last minute, okay. and the other guy behind him just hits it and just. Unforgivingly, you just see the guy's body go, just go through the windshield and just hit this thing yeah, and just lay, just like it's so intensely good. I, I've seen different scenes, yes. of that raid too. Mm-hmm. You know, some of, I, and I think they've been more of the martial arts scenes. Yes, yeah. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen the car. Sh- oh, I'll have to, I'll have yeah. to send it to you, but. But yeah, I'd be interested in seeing it because some of the some of the uh, other scenes look pretty intense. They're so cool, and their focus the on the martial scenes. arts within yeah. it is is just absolutely incredible. In Indonesian films, um, in particular, I believe um, the Onbox series came from Indonesia as well, which is. It, the story, like, good luck figuring out what the hell's happening with some of, like, the lore and stuff like that. But some of the fight scenes within it are insane. In particular, there's he's climbing a tower at one point, and I swear to God, he fights 50 people before he gets up to this main guy. And then another 400 end up coming, like, <laughs> after that, where you're like, where the hell do these things go? But just the... um the innovation it took to for that scene in particular um with it being so modern so the first time i ever saw it i was 
just in awe of how absolutely cool it was that they got to do something like that on for film. Sure. Yeah. So for that reason, that ended up as my number one. And guys, we are through our car chase list. We did it, man. Wow. Wow. What an episode. That, that, was, that was very good. That was so fun. I feel like we got so excited talking about some of these things and it created some some, some really good, good conversation out absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Holy crap. It's easy to just come in here and list what you want, but to actually have a discussion about what you like. Right. You know, it's right. it, it adds, it, you know, it, we went two and a half hours, and I think every minute of this is, you know, Absolutely. It, you take something away from it. That that was fun. That was a lot of fun for me. I'm glad you included me in of this. Course. It Thanks was so here. much fun for, uh, you know, just listening to your choices um, allowed me to kind of uh, understand the different aspects for all the reasons that you have these that these are favorites yeah and uh raises a sense of curiosity of me too so absolutely uh, and that's what makes it so much fun for me and you're welcome back anytime oh my god i will never say no to you being here so thank uh, you you are you are the the podcast precinct dad yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) thanks for having me guys (laughs) of course of course this Um, was fun yeah this was a great week so we will be back next week with a brand new episode a brand new list something fun and exciting for you guys like always and uh, take care of yourselves. Have a great week. Um, take care of that mental health and make sure you get some sunshine. And from my father, Carlos, Matt, and myself, do you even list? <laughs> <laughs>